Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Rise and shine. Googans, go time on a Tuesday morning. It's Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday. I feel the community... After a day of rest, starting to build toward a fever pitch towards this Saturday game in Kansas City. Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, much more on that game as we uh, get you up and rolling. I want to start with last night's playoff game. Uh, this is you know, not going to be super insightful, and it's not meant to be controversial. It's time to put the goat in the petting zoo, bro. I'm going to ask you a question. I mean, seriously, if you're another team out there that's allegedly in the quarterback market, okay? And for the first time in his career, and I don't know, by my perspective, this would be unequivocal. There's not a situation that I'm in as a franchise that I want Tom Brady as my quarterback. He's He's going to be 46 years old, man. Enough already. Uh, I, I just get a kick out of folks say, oh, Oakland or Miami or why? Why? Man, we, you got to really, really, really give a huge benefit of the doubt to watch Tom Brady last night and see anything other than average quarterback play. And I mean at best. He's got no mobility. The Bucks offensive line. That was not good last night. Tom is absolutely a statue in the pocket. He's got no escapability. I've never seen him throw the ball worse than I did last night. I mean, balls just going into the dirt in front of guys, sailing wide of them, throwing balls into triple coverage. It's over, man. It's over for the GOAT. And again, this isn't meant to be some big, woo, hyperbolic statement. The dude is going to be 46, but that's it. The sand is through the hourglass. And so y'all can, and I say y'all, I mean the, the country, can grip over what decision Tom Brady's going to make. What team might he go to? Y'all can have him, man. Does Tom Brady instill a lick of fear as the opposing quarterback? Even the slightest. He did not make a dead gum shred of difference last night in a home playoff loss. I mean, he, it was... So average that 28 quarterbacks in the NFL could have played that game last night. And and either one, it would have been a difference, or two, the Bucs would have had a better chance. And we can, you know, I'm not going to sit here and parcel through. Oh, he's 35 of 66, this, that, and the other. Watch the guy play. He can't play anymore. He can't. He can't play winning-level quarterback in the NFL. I've seen it too much this year. They pulled some stuff out of their hat late. They pulled out a couple of wins after not moving or scoring, you know, the entire game. They had a couple, three games this year where they they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat late. But watching that game last night, just word of caution to any of those teams out there that are conjuring up pairing Brady with whatever the coach they have or will have. Don't do it. Go get a young guy. Get a bridge guy. I'd rather have Garoppolo. I'd rather have Carr. I'd rather have Lamar. Um, I'd rather have any of the top three or four guys that are going in the draft. 
Put him in the petting zoo, man. It's over. And let's let's don't drag and dramatize this out as if 35-year-old Tom Brady is making a decision that's crucial to the future of you know more than one NFL franchise, the team that he's leaving and the team that he's going to. Tom Brady is done. There are no more rings. There are no more celebrations. There are no more parades to bow at the altar of the NFL's all-time best. And what a great career it was. Man, there was never a bigger X factor in NFL history than having Tom Brady on your football team. And it wasn't always by how he amazed you on the field. It was just the totality of the aura of who he was. And we might not see another one. How great Patrick Mahomes is. It's been what? Five, six years for Mahomes now? He's got one Super Bowl. Brady won seven. <laughs> that Tilting at that history is going to prove fruitless for any and all of these young, great quarterbacks. They're not getting to that level. That's how much Tom Brady dominated the league. But I, I cannot get a sense after watching last night that he is going to be a valuable asset to any team in the NFL. For his part, Brady says one day at a time, his future up in the air. His contract is is up with the with the Bucks. So he's a free agent. So he can pick and choose and destinations that seemed popular last year don't seem as likely. If you're in the Miami Dolphins and you want to get rid of Tua for Tom Brady, I give up. God bless you and God help you. But it it's over and I wonder if there's any part of Tom Brady that can realize this and just call it a career. Tom Brady already has the broadcasting deal locked up, right? What, it wants some stupid amount of money too? Isn't Brady just waiting in the wings for the Fox gig or whatever it is for like $15 million a year? What was that deal exactly? But I'm pretty sure we reached that. Let me... Uh, Brady signed a 10-year deal with Fox Sports for $375 million to be the lead NFL analyst on air, although he won't start until he's finished playing. I would suggest it's time to transition into that $37.5 million job. Brady battled his instincts last offseason when he was still one year shy of this cliff that inevitably he's going to fall off. It will be a lot uglier than it was last night here at some point. I would say that $37.5 million just to slide into the broadcast booth. You're already 46 years old. You can do that 10-year contract and you're going to be damn near 60. It's over, man. Job more than well done. Job incredibly well done. Enough. Now, it wasn't so suspect and sad that he was throwing interceptions all night. But that was not Tom Brady that I watched play football last night. It just wasn't. And the it, it's his career now is starting to look so much like Peyton Manning's. I think there was an implication in both New England with Brady and in Indy with Manning that the better days were behind him, the Super Bowl winning days were behind him. Peyton went to Denver, and and yeah, by the time he won a Super Bowl, he wasn't a great quarterback, but those first two years, statistically, he was unreal. Brady piled up numbers and won a Super Bowl his first year in Tampa. 
He has done everything that he can do. And watching last night, there are things now that he can't do. And quarterback a team to a Super Bowl title is one of those things. There is no situation where he's the missing piece. There is no defense in the league good enough that Tom Brady can win you a Super Bowl. It's over. Done. Brady last night threw it 66 times. He'll leave with a sore arm. Bucks couldn't run the football. I left out the you know important part. Dallas, uh, finally impressive. Dak was terrific. Threw for 300 yards, four touchdowns, ran for another. Uh, Cowboys able to run the football as well for almost 130 yards. They win 31-14. It's their first road playoff win since the 1992 season. Think about that. Now, part of that with the Cowboys, when they were winning all those Super Bowls back in the early 90s, they had home field a lot of the time. Didn't play a lot of road playoff games. But you got to go all the way back to the 92 season, uh, 93 postseason, to find the last time that the Cowboys won a road playoff game. Well, not anymore. They won a road playoff game all the way last night uh, in Tampa Bay. The Bucks season ends really with the overall thought that they were lucky to be a playoff team. They were 8-9 and nine this year and just completely inferior to the Dallas Cowboys. So that sets up the playoff field uh, in total for this weekend's final four games. I guess we could call it that way. Four games, two from the AFC, two from the NFC. The Jags get the party started, of course. We'll play at 4.30 in Kansas City. I feel a lot of confidence and optimism headed out there. There's there's reasons to feel that. We'll kind of go through that as we move along today. It's also a good day to kind of compare these two franchises. In fact, we'll do that when we come back on the other side. But just kind of a spoiler alert. You know, we've been doing this radio show here for a long time. We had been doing it for six or seven years when the Jaguars fired Mike Malarkey after one year and ultimately hired Gus Bradley. At that very same window in time, the Kansas City Chiefs head coaching job came available. I will admittedly say that NFL teams don't get better. They get better quarterbacks. It may be the most impactful, truest thing that I brought to this radio uh, entity in the last 20 years. But I also said something the day that Andy Reid was let go in Philadelphia. We were sitting across the street in those old facilities still. And the day that Andy Reid became available and the Jaguars had a head coaching opening and the Chiefs had a head coaching opening, I said, whoever hires Andy Reid wins the offseason. The Jags diddled around, picked their nose, thought outside the box, found their own guy, and we were subjected to the last 10 years of miserable football with Gus Bradley leading the team to an all-time worst record as a head coach, to Doug Marone baloneying his way to a well-below 500 record, to the urban decay that took place last year. Well, when we contrast and compare just what happened when the Chiefs hired uh, Andy Reid, you can see why good teams make good decisions and bad teams have the number one pick in back-to-back years at the tail end of this streak. But now, much more even footing as the Jags head to Kansas City this weekend. So when we come back on the other side, going to take you to Doug Peterson's press conference yesterday. 
again for the third week in a row. It's a Saturday night game, so we're kind of like the Saturday night specialists at this point. So we will see if that Saturday magic can continue in uh, Kansas City. Hick and I have made some interesting trips to Kansas City through the years with the Jaguars. We'll share uh, one anecdote in particular that stands out even all these years later. We've told this story on the air before, but it uh, bears repeating. And just kind of heads up to all you Jag Nation who will be making the trip to Kansas City and taking a cab around town. We have a bit of a disclaimer when it comes to that. So uh, stick around for that as well. But, yeah, what um, what a fork in the road it was for these two franchises. Don't forget, when Andy Reid took over in Kansas City, and as it turned out, Gus Bradley took over here in Jacksonville, it was the Chiefs who had the number one pick in the draft that year, and the Jags had the number two pick. These were two teams that were equally horrible And what different paths they've taken to this playoff meeting, the first playoff meeting between the Chiefs and the Jags in each franchise's history. So we got a lot more to get to. Uh, We'll take you through some of your Tuesday favorites as well. That means ETN is coming up. We'll also have, and this will be an interesting kind of look into the recruiting. We got a highly recruited lineman from Ponte Vedra High School for today's Lockett Law High School report, who has uh, been wooed by Gainesville and others, and so can give us kind of an inside look into the perspective of what's happening out there in this crazy Wild West world of college football. But let's do this. Let's take our first time out here on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. And when we come back, you'll hear from Doug Peterson, and, and we will kind of give you a reminder of a tale of two franchises who had... The same opportunity some 10 years ago uh, as we get ready for a playoff game this weekend. So, thanks so much for being with us. We are locked and loaded on 1010 AM and 92.5 FM. You're listening to The Drill on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, back on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Anybody get or send this text last night? Any point of the game or... I think we can really up the percentages if you either sent or received this text at any point this year. But last night in particular, anybody receive or send this text? Thank God we didn't hire Leftwich. And it's not so much about Byron Leftwich as it is about the unbelievable job that Doug Peterson has done, but that Tampa Bay offense is blech. Um, And if Byron Leftwich did indeed have the opportunity to be the Jaguars uh, head coach here and they quibbled over whatever the parameters were, yeah, not a good move. Then again, nobody believes that we will be having the season we had right now with anyone other than Doug Peterson, do we? Does anyone think that? I don't. I think Peterson is, is responsible for three or four wins this team would not have gotten. Who knows where the development of Trevor Lawrence would be now? As, uh, would be right now as we're poised uh, to go out, you know, uh, to Kansas City. There, there, there's a lot of rationalizations that are coming through the text line and and otherwise for why, you know, Brady is playing so poorly. Um, from the text on design by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, Brady's made a living off of play action. Byron's allergic to running the ball bad combo. I, I get that to a degree. The Bucks also were unable to run the ball when they tried. It's hard to do play action if they don't believe you're, you're, you're fake. 
called a play-action fake, right, back in the day. They don't believe the fake is not much play-action at all. It's just go get the quarterback or stop the run. Either or. And so I and I, I don't this isn't an indictment on Byron Leftwich. It's it is an indictment on the Tampa Bay Bucks and going eight and ten with Tom Brady and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette and all the pieces that they have. I would say that the offense underachieved, and I would also say part of that underachievement came from this false sense of security we have with a quarterback whose days now should be over. I had this conversation off air with Hick yesterday. I don't want Tom Brady if I'm the Raiders. Why? He's going to be 46 years old. It's over, man. I'm not saying that he can't play and be Mac Jones. He can. But I don't know if there's a team in the league good enough that if Tom Brady played for him, they'd win the Super Bowl. I just don't. There's not a team out there right now who's so good that if Brady were the quarterback, they would go to the Super Bowl. The passes last night were no bueno. If you're signing Brady, you're not signing him to be Mac Jones. You want you're right, right? You you know you. Want I don't think that he has that anymore. He's gonna have the this. He's got the swag. He's got the confidence. He does not have the athletic ability, the, ability. the arm talent. Now yeah. look. I, that being said, I saw Steve Young after the game. You know, talk about it and said he can make all the throws. I was here. You know, it's mental, and there may be something to that. It's been a boy. It's it's been a long calendar year for Tom Brady, who retired and unretired was was you know negotiating in part with with the Dolphins, that whole distraction. Then his wife left him, and the divorce went through in a hot minute. So it's it's been a lot to absorb. I just don't think at this age and this stage, Tom Brady brings enough to the table to take you over the top. And there's nothing wrong with that. A long, glorious career that if it were me, I would go out with still some semblance of doing it on the on the right side. You know, they did go to the playoffs. The Bucs are... They're below average. The Bucs aren't even a good football team. Never mind great. They're not even good. They're 8-10. and 10. They're an average football team with an average quarterback. And I just one other kind of summation. And I, I do this as, you know, somewhat of a eulogy. It was a primetime playoff game. And the NFL's biggest and best winner no-showed. He was terrible. Overall, 35 of 66 times they threw the football. Only ran at 12. Shazam. That's a problem, too. But Tom Brady's passer rating in a winner-go-home, sudden-death playoff game, his passer rating last night was 72. How'd Trevor do against that Dallas defense here? He lit him up. This isn't the, you know, this isn't the 86 Bears, the 2000 Ravens, the... You know, this year's 49. This is just an average, you know, it's a, it's a good defense, not a great one. Passer rating of 72. QBR, the other one, goes 0 to 100. 24.1. F minus minus. And then, look, mental strength can only take you so far in the man's game of gladiator football. It can. And for an athletic perspective, I would just say this. Uh, the Bucks last night, just before half, got the ball to midfield. I don't know if it's pride. I don't know if it is oversight. But if you have the ball at midfield with one play left, you got to trot Brady off the field and bring in Blaine Gabbert and get somebody in the football game who can actually throw the ball into the end zone. Well, what are we talking about here? There's high school kids that will do that from the 50. 
Tom Brady taking a, a, a with no mobility, by the way. So if Brady is going to throw a Hail Mary, you've got to protect him for eight seconds while he takes his drop, settles in the pocket, crow hops three or four feet, and throws it as hard as he can to get to the five-yard line. And I, I so I was literally thinking last night as the Bucks were already down 18 to nothing, that that Hail Mary before the half, they should have brought in, in, in Blaine Gabbert, someone who could at least get the ball in the end zone. I mean, it, that pride or that not wanting to, to embarrass Tom Brady hurt your chances of getting a score. Now, the chance of hitting a Hail Mary aren't great, but I bet they're one in, what, 30? I mean, there's some chance you're getting shut out. You need something. You've got a quarterback that, as great as he is, can't throw the ball 60 yards into the end zone. Why run a play? Why not just kneel on it? So we shall see. Tom will play coy now, and he'll step away, and all the attention will surround it. I got news for you. If you're a fan of the Raiders or Saints or Dolphins or any team that's been linked to Tom Brady, go to plan B, man. Go to plan B. The best you're going to get is a game manager for a couple of years who'll win 10, 11 games, and there's no chance of winning the Super Bowl. That's the best you're going to get. Uh, the worst you can get, uh, you could possibly get, well, ask the Bucs. They weren't even a 500 team this year with a lot of pieces on offense. Tell me where Tom Brady could go play next year, where he'd have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at receiver. Tell me. I'll wait. You know, most teams that have receivers like that, guess what? They have they have quarterbacks. I don't know how down how far down the list in searching for a replacement you would choose player B over Tom Brady. Um, it's amazing to think in those terms, but if you watched the game last night for a quarter and a half, you realized watching Tom Brady play, the Bucs had no chance. They had no chance of coming back. He missed so many guys, man. Made so many ill-advised and or poor throws. It was it was strange to watch. All right, so let me just do a little bit of history for you. In 2013, early 2013, Mike Malarkey had just finished off a 2-14 year. The Jaguars had an ownership change, um, had, had had an ownership change, and you know, and and decided, okay, one and done. We want to start fresh. They hired a new GM. He was Dave Caldwell. And the Jags decided to start fresh in 2013. They did this after um, Mike Malarkey went 2-14. and 14. Mel Tucker had gone 2-3 and three and filling in for Jack Del Rio. Jack's last season, you know, was a five-win year. You know, so they'd had a few years of struggling. They'd been on the struggle bus for six, seven years, eight years before they had this opportunity. At the same time, a future Hall of Fame coach became available. His name was Andy Reid. Finally, in Philadelphia, they just decided to mutually part ways. And so Andy Reid was available. The Jaguars, no, nah, they were too young and smart and intuitive and analytical to, I don't know, take the sure thing in Andy Reid. And the Chiefs, much smarter and veteran in organization, quickly pounce. So Andy Reid wasn't out of wasn't out of work for very long. He had indicated he wanted to keep working and the Chiefs gave him that opportunity. They did it real quick and um, after a two-win season themselves and the ownership of the number one pick, they went with Andy Reid back in 2013. 
Uh, the Chiefs at the time were 38-70 and 70 in their previous seven seasons. As you follow the Chiefs now and you get ready for them this weekend, it's easy to kind of posture them as like almost the modern-day Bucks. They're kind of what the Bucks were, and just from the standpoint of they have a top-flight quarterback and they are, you know, they're in it till deep in the playoffs, it seems like, every year. Four straight AFC Championship game appearances. They've been to two Super Bowls. They've won one. Yeah, I, I think the... You know, the class of the NFL right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. Doesn't mean you win it all every year, uh, but you're certainly positioned as such. 38 and 70 the previous seven years. And the Chiefs uh, were famously known for no playoff success. They hadn't made a run to the, the Chiefs, hadn't been to a, a real serious you know, threat or contender in the postseason in years. Didn't have many, you know, playoff chances, much less wins. Marty Schottenheimer took him to the playoffs 10 times. So he had a good run there from 89 to 98. But they went 3-7. and seven. They were more known for their failures in the postseason than they were for being a consistent playoff team. Um. Dick Vermeil was there five years after winning a Super Bowl with the Rams. He only went to the postseason one time. He was barely over 500. The Chiefs were not NFL royalty by any stretch. Then Andy Reid came in the same time the Jags had an opening. So the Jags elected. They're going to go Gus Bradley. Wow. No bueno. The Jags, in that time, since that 2013 offseason, when the Chiefs took Reid and the Jags took Gus Bradley— the Jags in the last 10 years have proceeded to go, even with Doug Peterson going 10 and 8 this year, the Jags have gone 49 and 113. They've won 49, they've lost 113 since the offseason that they hired Gus Bradley and didn't even didn't even offer a, a tad of interest to Andy Reid. Andy Reid went to the Chiefs, who, like the Jags, Picked at the top of the draft that year. You want to know what Andy Reid's record is in these eight seasons since he took the job? Again, the Jags in those eight seasons of Doug, of uh, Gus Bradley, Doug Marone, Urban Meyer, Daryl Bevel, and even this successful first year of Doug Peterson. Even with Peterson, they're 49 and 113, the Jaguars are. The Kansas City Chiefs. In that same time frame, 108-44. and NFL teams don't get better. They get better quarterbacks. But, buddy, you better have a coach, too. And in the meantime, with a quarterback good enough, the coach can get you pointed in the right direction. Of all the swings and misses in the history of sports, that's the biggest whiff by one franchise, while the other hits not just a home run or grand slam, but hits it completely out of the ballpark. What a win by the Chiefs. What a doddering Foolish move by the Jags to not even pretend to understand how valuable Andy Reid would have been to this franchise back then. And we've got a Andy Reid disciple, don't we? Doug Peterson spent a lot of time with Andy Reid through the years. Try and match up with him again this weekend. Uh, we all know what what the Chiefs are about. Man, they are about production. They are about uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and and being a, 
a title contender from the first game of the preseason until uh, less than until they're eliminated from the playoffs. Um, when the Jags went to Kansas City earlier this year, they fell down 20 to nothing. You are not winning football games in Kansas City or anywhere. You can't go to the moon and play the Chiefs and fall behind 20 to nothing. I know it's awful exciting and romantic that we've been the cardiac cats these last couple of weeks. If you fall behind Kansas City that way, the game will not end up with the Jaguars with more points. This is one where we need to kind of end that little you know, streak of comeback wins we're on and, and play good, solid, scoreboard, equaling football from the get-go. You can't spot anybody. This is you, you, when you get this far into the postseason. Now you know everything matters. Every every mistake is magnified. Every turnover is magnified. Every point you can get. And again, you're 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 playing an explosive offense. You you better score touchdowns. I mean that's that's just that goes without saying. You know because um, you know they're going to score. And um, you just gotta you just gotta try to. Try to minimize as much as possible, but maximize your opportunities. Yeah, no, focus a lot more on the Chiefs as we move through this week. But, you know, yesterday's media opportunity, the first to go in-depth on the exciting, historic win at the stadium on Saturday night. And I think the key moment, the marquee you know, play call in that game was the fourth and one play call by Doug Peterson where they put three guys in the backfield, some sort of wing D formation, and ran. Just It was like a high school play. It was like you're watching Trinity Christian play somebody. And they hand it off, and they let – Travis Etienne get the edge. He did. Big gain. Set him up. Game-winning field goal. Epic comeback uh, complete. Here's Doug Peterson on that fourth and one call. No, we did not draw that up in the dirt. Um, I spoke with Peter after the game and um, over the phone, and maybe that's the way it came across. No, Phil Phil actually um, uh, had that play. It was in a short yardage situation for us uh, during the game. We didn't obviously didn't need it until at the end, but you know it gave the appearance of a, of a QB sneak with the way everybody lined up tight behind the quarterback. You're starting to see some of the push technique, you know, around the league and stuff with the quarterbacks, and so we sort of simulated that um, with the formation and and um, you know, but it was more of a off tackle type play, and, and guys uh, guys executed it really well and kind of won the game for us. You heard him say Phil. That's Phil Rauscher. He's the offensive line coach for the Jags. And, you know, while we're giving him credit for coming up with that play call, because that, that's the kind of notice, by the way, gets you in that head coaching, you know, carousel in the offseason. You know, you start to get mentioned when, you know, when when the biggest, most impressive play that Doug Peterson was taking pats on the back all weekend, you know, in the postgame shows, in the studio shows for that play call, when he admits that, hey, that's, that's my guy, Phil Rauscher who came up with that. And let's also not forget how well we've seen this offensive line play through inter- uh, through injuries. You know, they, they lost starting guard Ben Barch early in the year. They lost their starting left tackle Cam Robinson late in the year. Walker Little has been unbelievable. He looks like the best tackle on the roster the way he's played these last couple of weeks. Tyler Shatley, which you knew you needed that insurance when you re-signed him in the offseason. He's been here for nine years. The only guy who was on the 17 team, he has filled in admirably. And what I'll say about the offensive line, you don't hear their numbers called a whole lot during a game. You'll never – who's our center? What's his name? Yeah. You never right. hear anything about Luke Fortner. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about him yesterday as well. So, And let's not – we talked about the potential relationship between Fortner and Trevor, you know, pairing him with a young guy. We talked about that a lot in the offseason. Then you get into in-season issues and wins and losses, and you forget about some of those, you know, kind of sidebars. But that's important for those two guys to kind of grow together as well, right? So, I mean, the O-line, I think Rouser's done an excellent job 
uh, with them um, as well. Yeah, meanwhile, it was great. It was fun. It was exciting. You saw the raw emotion from the players and the coaches. You know, after that game on Saturday, you saw guys, you know, you saw the trips to Waffle House. You saw the national TV appearances. But Kansas City is coming, and it's coming quick. One less day to prepare means no time to enjoy. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, you definitely want to play with a lead. Um, you know, we just don't have time to enjoy wins. You know, uh, you're playing 815 and you're getting done at 1130 and you're right back in the office the next day and you're deciding who you're going to play. And and so there's, you know, but listen, I'd rather be doing this, you know, um, and, and coaching our football team this time of year. Uh, but but, um, you know, it's part of it. You know, uh, we go through it. All the teams now that are that are continuing on coaching staffs are going through it. Um, you know, it's. That's why you like having a buy if you get a chance to, to be one of the two teams in the league to get buys, you know, and um, the rest of us are, are grinding away. All right, we got some uh, pertinent information with you in a football fix uh, involving Tua ta- uh, Tango Vailo, involving Sean Payton, and the never ending wooing of that uh, future head coach out there. Uh, what do Ravens uh, teammates say about Lamar Jackson? Um, you know, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh keeps playing the game perfectly. All those are coming up in a football fix. And we also have other Jaguars news. They made a roster move yesterday. Uh, Al Michaels um, has seen the criticism of his call of the game. He weighed in to his own defense. We'll share that story with you as well. A football fix is coming up next on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. For the Chargers, meanwhile, Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. All right, that's Al Michaels. He was god-awful. Thanks for playing, Al. I mean, what? You, listen, buddy, you're too much of a Hall of Fame broadcaster. You're an icon to mail it in here these last couple of years. You don't want to do this? Don't do it, man. Don't do it, but don't, don't. Don't disparage your own damn self with just pitiful effort. And it happened all night long. What a disservice to a great football game. Al Michaels and Tony Dungy ended up, you know, performing. Michaels was awful. Somebody forwarded me um, a piece of video, I think off of YouTube, where somebody inserted Ian Eagle's voice over the kick like an eye and eagle call, because I guess he had a Jaguar game earlier this year where they had a, like a similar length field goal. And it's just, you know, that's the, enth- and that was just for some regular season game. I'm assuming that they took it from, and it sounded so much more off of Madden. I don't know where it came from, but it was, it's the, it's the kind of emotion and excitement you deserve there. I mean, maybe it's you past your bedtime, Al, but that was pathetic. That may have been the worst call in the hall of fame broadcasters career. Here's the kick, and it's good. It slides in. There's a flag on the play. And meanwhile, I won't show any excitement over the third biggest comeback in NFL history. Um, this didn't really capture my attention at all. I've mailed it in with another 240 grand for tonight's effort. So long, everybody. Uh, the broadcasting legend getting roasted for their call 
despite erasing a 27-point deficit and winning with a field goal as time expired, Michaels and Dungy mostly sounded unmoved in the booth. Um, Michaels has seen the criticism and says he isn't bothered by it. Uh, uh, texting with a reporter for the New York Post, Michael called the chatter surrounding his call, quote, internet compost. Thought the energy was much better once Jack's made it a game. 27 nothing makes it difficult to make it sound like more than it is. That's kind of your job there, uh, big fella. A lot of folks who understand this industry are annoyed with the over-the-top yelling that makes a game sound like an offshoot of talk radio. I'm in that corner, but there are others who obviously think otherwise. Man, let's double down on our pitiful effort and mistake by blaming the industry or the standards. No one's asking you to go over the top. It's 30-28. to 28. This is a last-second field goal to finish off an unbelievable comeback. Yeah, you can go over the top there, friend. Uh, but anyway, Michael's uh, far from acknowledging that he was, you know, a little downbeat. In fact, in fact, instead doubled down. Uh, Doug Peterson sharing with Peter King just what he told his Jaguars team at halftime. They were down 27-7. They did get that that late touchdown. Boy, that was so important. Didn't exactly lay into his team at halftime. That That's not his style. I was internally frustrated, obviously, with how we played, Peterson told King, but I went in and told the team, one play at a time, chip away, defense, you're starting the second half, get us a stop, offense, we got to score every time we touch the ball. I knew we could get back into the football game. It was the strangest 27 points given up I think I've ever been a part of. It didn't feel like we were out of the football game, which is crazy to say. That was just Trevor's demeanor, too, the whole offense, and the team felt that, and they went out and proved it, didn't they? Jack did make one roster move yesterday. We got us a quarterback. <laughs> finally. We finally got us a quarterback. Can you imagine? Just three years ago, we would be just, you know, daring to dream that we would uncover a CFL star who would become our, you know, fairy tale. Nathan Rourke of the CFL plans to sign with the Jags. The 24-year-old was the most valuable player in that league this season. Completed almost 80% of his passes. He was the player of the week five times, player of the month twice. He uh, went on a lengthy tour of interested NFL teams. He went to 12 and all. Interestingly, he chooses Jacksonville where there is absolutely 0% chance he ever climbs to the top spot on the depth chart. But he'll be looking for the number two spot. C.J. Beathard currently has that. All right, fire the band. We got a football fix. Let me get some of the other... NFL news and notes out there for you. Uh, after, excuse me. After playing what I would describe in Tom Brady standards as a pitiful football game. And I know the stats don't scream pitiful. I know the, it's hard to use the word pathetic around Tom Brady. The Bucks lost last night because their quarterback was inept. He couldn't make any of the throws he needed to make. It's like the football gods are striking down my voice for daring to blaspheme against Brady. <laughs> uh, but a- again, uh, so I would just kind of put it in these ways too. If you're a fan of a team that is in like the Brady watcher hunt, cross your fingers it doesn't work out. There is not an NFL situation in the league right now. There's not a team that if they add Tom Brady, they're winning a Super Bowl. 
Tom Brady will be lucky to be a 9-8 if he took over the Bills next year. That's where we are. We'll see if the uh, decision-making process agrees with that, but no timetable, he says. After the Bucks were eliminated, after just a putridly bad season in Tampa, Russell Gage has a concussion, maybe a neck injury. He had to leave the game last night on one of those flat boards. You hate to see that. Leave it to Jerry Jones to just go all hyperbolic because his team dared win a road playoff game for the first time since 1993. No. Jerry not slowing his roll. He draws comparisons to the 90s dynasty after the Cowboys ended the road playoff skid. Oh, do we now? I missed the Cowboys dynasty looking inept in the season finale against Washington. I missed the Cowboys dynasty coming to Jacksonville and losing on a pick six. I don't remember Aikman turning over a pick six in a game against the Jaguars. So, yeah, I mean, it's a nice win, and they were dominant. It's the best Cowboys have played in a while. And if I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm optimistic. And I'm not saying they can't go win at San Francisco with with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Perhaps they can. But it's an insult to Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, those Hall of Fame offensive linemen, and everyone else to dare insinuate this team is anywhere near that. They're not. Jim Harbaugh knows how to play the game. It works something like this. Drum up a story where NFL teams are interested in you. Somehow fancy even an interview with one of those teams, despite the fact that you have no intention on leaving Michigan. And then force Michigan in to understand how valuable you are and to make sure that you're warmed and loved and well compensated. And he's played the game again this offseason, says he'll return to Michigan in 2023, which is good for Michigan from the standpoint that he's a good coach and they'll have a good season, but maybe bad for Michigan from the standpoint that they will never win a national title as long as the uh, bespeckled one is wearing a hat and headsets on the sideline. Cardinals have a new general manager. He's Monty Austin for Look out, NFC West. Sean Payton has now completed an interview with the Houston Texans as he makes the rounds. Our Ravens teammates... All for Lamar Jackson getting a deal. In fact, they are stumping publicly for Lamar to remain the Ravens quarterback. They will line up for Lamar Jackson if he is somehow just let totally free. I can't imagine that. Uh, Dolphins say Tua will remain their starting quarterback. They, They expect him to be ready after the concussion issues late in the season. Daniel Snyder apparently nearing the sale of the commander, something he swore he'd never do, but 76ers owner Josh Harris could be the favorite uh, to buy, according to some reports. By the way, back to Sean Payton as he does his tour. He's telling folks that the trade compensation to get his contractual right will be a mid to late first round pick. So I guess as you're interviewing Sean Payton, you would ask Sean Payton, hey, is, is it worth it? Can you win with us having to give up this first round pick? Thanks for a somewhat strange interview. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. It can arrival and more come your way next on a Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio.
uh, Smash Mouth. No, wait. I know who this is. Come on. It's, uh, it's a big musk. It is? Yeah, it's... Uh, Come on. Uh, it's like a strong guy or Smash Mouth it's or... Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher. <laughs> I ain't never scared. What? I ain't never scared. What? I ain't never scared. I guess the boys were singing this at the game on Oh my gosh. Saturday. Oh my gosh, when this game the whole stadium. <laughs> you just look to the left of you, whatever they're saying, you said. E, you know how you hate when I start the show with a negative like stat? Don't come in here with that negative yeah, you, stuff. Yeah, you you'll get upset at me. Don't you do that. But I saw one yesterday I feel I must share. Oh, here we go. I know, I don't like it. All right, what's up? I don't like it at all, but what's hello, wrong? Jeffrey. I don't like this uh, one bit, but I, I was looking it up. I saw this stat, it stared at me, and it shook its finger and went, be careful. Okay. And it's this, after the bye. Oh, yeah, Andy Reid's got a real good record, doesn't he? His name is Hick, and he's the reason you're missing. <laughs> Just kidding, Jeff. It's Dan Hicken, stat of the day. Tried 27 and 4. Oh, well. 27 and 5 so to be. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> We're playing on Saturday, bro. Well, there was hey, this. Didn't play last week. I got this. Bye. I got this one though. Mm-hmm. All the other previous Super Bowl uh, winning coaches who went to a new team all lost their playoff debut. He uh, Peterson yeah. knocked that one back. Remember we had that, that stat last week? Yes, he did. Um, all right. So of the remaining playoff head coaches, their backgrounds: Peterson offense, Reed offense, Dayball offense. Sirianni was an offense. McCarthy. Zach Taylor, offense. McCarthy, offense. McCarthy, offense. Shanny, offense. McDermott, defense. It's seven to one mm. offense. <laughs> well, but, uh, hey, credit Dallas, too, last night. Nice win. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dak played great, and they needed that in the worst way, and we'll let the speculation begin. I don't <laughs> think. Goat needs to go to the petting zoo. Goat's done. Goat yeah, can't help a team win. Well, it does, there's not a team in the league that can employ the goat, and it wouldn't matter. Not one. No, I disagree. I mean, goat, I goat threw it 66 times oh. last night. You can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that. They got no, I mean. Goat can't hit open receivers. The goat's got no arm strength. When you're starting quarterback. Goat when has the, arm strength. Not, well, goat, not really. Goat, what the problem really. with the goat is it's, it's. Was he have arm streak when he was when he was well, rolling out to the right and he threw it, it into way. triple coverage? And the- I I trust you. You got a great sports knowledge, but I'm going to go with Steve Young on this. That's fine. Last night, yeah. The problem is he can make all the throws. I, well, still, he didn't last he, night. Huh? Where were they? Why wasn't he making? If he can make all because the throws, the why didn't he? He's on his back foot. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Bottom line is if you get every any time. quarterback off their point, that's not true. Trevor and Herbert were running around off point and throwing the ball all over the place. Jeffrey. We watched Brady and Peyton Manning go mano y mano years and years, and the Giants beat Brady because they moved him. He's 46. Yeah, I know. That's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about his talent or anything the else. Goat, the GOAT is going to sit. Listen, after everything he went through this year, you know he's coming back. Well, I, good. I, I don't, I'm not saying he should. should. No, I'm not, it's I'm not, not my I job. He can if he wants. Yeah. Yeah. My point is this. He is. The Raiders, the Saints, whoever it is that wants the GOAT is yeah. not going to make a hill of beans difference. You're just wasting time yeah, for a couple think, of years. You think he's Matt Ryan? He's what? No, uh, I think I'm, I don't. I think he's he's fallen now below where Matt Ryan is. I do. He's 46. Is why. That's why I think this. But I I I, I get your point. You know, you sometimes when you get pressured, it matters. But yeah. in today's NFL, you get pressured. 
Nobody goes back there and throws on the front foot for well. The difference in today's NFL is if the other seven or the eight left are all really good athletes. Just throwing it into the dumbest places. He can't hit balls over the middle. He can't find the throwing lanes. The throw that he he rolled out to the right and threw it into into the end zone to the to the tight end was ill advised and Mm. underthrown. The the interception in the end zone. What in the world? You know he. This doesn't define who he is or whatever. I mean, I it's Captain Obvious. Know, He's he 45. Threw- he had a passer rating of 72 at QBR 24. Okay, how many <laughs> How many touchdowns did, did they go care. throw for this year? Doesn't matter to me. I'm talking about right now, moving forward. What was Trevor's passer rating Saturday night? I, I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, you do. We followed it. It Trevor was in the Lawrence, 70s. Trevor Lawrence is significantly better than Tom Brady. Yeah. 25 and 9. Tom Brady. I don't care. Year. I've huh? watched him. He can't. It doesn't. That does not matter to me. I can't does. throw the ball at NFL record seven hundred and thirty-three times and expect to win. You how many times? How many times was this tweet sent or received last night by Gator, by by Jaguar Nation? Thank God we didn't sign Byron Leftwich. <laughs> you know, it's not his fault, but yeah. it, it's not so much about Byron as it is about Peterson. Yeah, you know, you that's the, the right guy. Yeah, that's the genesis behind that yeah. tweet. Yeah, but again, I, I you know we don't have to I die better do anything else. No, I, well, I don't I say mean, to. I just think you're putting Brady down way too, dismissing a guy who he went he went eight and ten. Yeah, he, he had won a, a division. He had a terrible no, division. He like, everyone else lost the division. Yeah. Do you know it's only the fifth <clears throat> time in his career that he didn't make it to the divisional round of the playoffs? Only the fifth time in his look. Career. It was a Tampa surgeon. twenty three years, eighteen times. His teams made it to the divisional round of the playoffs. Tampa served its purpose. It was yeah. Pey- Peyton's Denver. I don't disagree for, with any of that part a, a, except a, the part that you telling me that can he's, you win it? You he's th- like Matt Ryan. Do you? He's not. Bo- yeah. I, well, I think he is. Do you think that Tom Brady can win a Super Bowl? I don't care if you put him on the Chiefs. He cannot win a Super Bowl. He's not good enough. I totally yeah. disagree. Okay. I mean, the guy threw 25 watched, touchdowns and nine picks. 25 touchdowns is terrible for Tom Brady. <laughs> I like it. He said for Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah like that's that. true. That's true. <laughs> it's not terrible. When you throw it 770 times and you throw 25 touchdowns, yeah. I would argue that is about as low a touchdown percentage in the history of the NFL. I uh, bet you it I, is. I bet I, you it's I, close. I, <laughs> touchdowns for passes thrown. He was eighth in the league in touchdown passes this year. Again. You're talking about a guy who... You're compared to the Matt Ryan who had 14 and 13. Who didn't I mean, play the whole year. He probably could have got to 25 that he kept I, throwing I, him out there. I, I don't know, man. I'm just not ready to... I'm not... Listen, father time is 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 hovering. and But I know Tom Brady. It's a drug. He'll be back. That doesn't, he just I'm won't not be in Tampa. He, oh, you're saying he won't win, and I'm he will, yeah, he with can't, that. No, I'm saying that he cannot take a team. No team is going to get from Tom Brady what they've you know, at most hope for out of Tom Brady. He cannot win a Super Bowl. He can't take a team down. I played all 17 games at 45. Yeah. That's admirable. Yeah. Um, 276 yards a game he threw for. You can't in today's NFL That's third in the throw NFL. the ball five yards past the line of scrimmage and win. Tom Brady, yards per attempt, mm-hmm. was 31st in the league. You right. cannot win. And if he had arm strength, Dan, that would not be the stat. You wouldn't be he, last. He, for whatever reason, obviously went through a lot this year <laughs> off the field. And then, for whatever reasons, him and Evans got crosshairs. Like, they got, like, I don't know. They were so good for the other two years. But Mike Evans and, and Tom Brady just 
didn't weren't in sync. Like there was a throw last night where Evans would stop and then he kept running and then Brady threw it to where he had stopped. It was just weird. The only thing that I will say, but the problem is there's you're three years older. Yeah. But he basically this year had the year he had in twenty nineteen in New England. Almost the exact same year. Yeah. That year he had twenty four and eight. This year he has twenty five and nine. That year his passer rating was eighty eight. This year it's ninety. Um, that year his yards per attempt was 6.6 at the time, the lowest in his career until this year's just, I mean, 6.4 is yeah, but that's Pop that's, Warner. Okay, but that's an offshoot of, Jeff, you got to take everything into account. You, yeah, I he am. Threw, no, you're not. He threw yes, it 733 I, times. That means that they realize they can't run, mm-hmm. which means he was dumping the ball off okay, a lot threw, of the time. That's fair. Which, in, which drove in, that number down. In theory, that's true. But I'm in not re- going to sit here and stick up in for reality. Tom Brady. No, but in reality, okay, well, here's the problem with that, what you just said. Yeah. Last year, he threw it 720 times, and it was 7.4. Yeah. I mean, that's well, a whole yard difference. Well, it's his age. It's his declining skill. I don't know. It might be. Yeah. But 25 and 9, there's a lot of teams that would sign up for that in the National uh, Football League, uh, including the, the Raiders, including the maybe the Titans. I don't know who's going to chase them, but there would be teams that chase them. I hope he goes to the Titans. That would be awesome. That would be the best spot as a Jaguar fan for Tom Brady to be. Yeah. <sighs> I just don't know He's what it is. Upsetting the football guys. I don't know what you fear. What your fear factor is here with Brady? I don't. I'm I really, no fear factor. I'm not I'm understanding just, where you're I'm showing some respect to the goat. Oh, they say Tom Brady has played to before plenty of respect in his life. He doesn't need it from here. He's got. I just, I don't know, man. He he's, he six point four throw. I mean, again, lower okay, so than you're everybody. Zeroing in in the you league. finally found a stat you can zero no, in on. I don't need to find a stat. You're he sitting went, here. Some of the things you're <laughs> saying, like twenty five touchdowns, that's horrible. I didn't say it's horrible. You said, quote, not good enough. That's horrible. For Tom Brady. For Tom Brady. Yeah. Because I saw E's eyes bug out of his head when you said it. I know somebody who took 25 (laughs) touchdowns. And was pretty (laughs) doggone good. I just, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up and what he ends up doing. I, I, I I would take Derek. Would you take Derek Carr or Tom Brady if you're an NFL team? Tom Brady, 100%. Wow. Wow. Why? Uh, well, there's seven rings on his fingers. Uh, th- Derek, th- that's, Derek Carr will never go to a Super Bowl. No, you want to put that one nor, down? Nor will Brady. Never. Nor will Brady. I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking I, about right, right now. Okay. I got more of a chance with Bef- Tom Brady than Derek Carr. Before, yes. Before you like make it sound like I'm trying to compare these two's careers or talents. <laughs> I didn't bring up any okay. of that compares a career right. or talent. Because Derek Carr had the same numbers as Brady this yeah, year, pretty much. 24 touchdown there's passes. There's something about guys who have the winning DNA, <laughs> and that's what I think Trevor has. Over like Justin Herbert, you know, there's so, they win wherever they go. There's something in there, and Derek Carr doesn't have it. And with all due respect, I don't think Kirk Cousins has it. I mean, and the Vikings defense was terrible. It wasn't just the, but you know, you just you come down to crunch time and it's fourth and eight, and you zip the ball three yards, five yards short of the sticks. When the Can't game, when, when the game was nearing halftime, uh-huh. pride or. Know, lack of awareness mm-hmm. kept the the Bucks from doing what they should have done. Mm-hmm. They should have trotted Brady over the sideline and brought a guy out who could throw it fifty five yards into the end zone. They should have brought Gabbard in to throw a couple of hail marys. You don't think Brady no, I do not yards. think that he can throw it sixty yards in the air. I do not. No, fifty five or sixty. Well, I'll, the ball's at the the ball's at the you know their own forty eight. I think he, I think he can throw it sixty. I don't. Okay. Not with the rush coming. Not in the course of an NFL game because you don't get to go back there and punt, pass, and kick. You're usually getting rolled out or mm-hmm. or pressed or pushed in mm-hmm. in some way. And yeah, again, he's the goat for a reason. Again, when I said the petting zoo, that's um, it's you know, 
definitely applying the GOAT label. Yeah. But I personally <laughs> don't find a difference between Derek Carr and Tom Brady. And, and for the next five years, Derek Carr will be significantly better than Tom Brady because Brady will be retired in two or three. Yeah, you're just taking him basically for a one. Well, that's what I mean. One year run, yeah. maybe two at most. Yeah. But I. But you know, I just yeah, I just I don't. I wouldn't do it. I would concentrate on getting a quarterback who can you know. If he was gonna go out, he should have <laughs> went out after he won the Super Bowl. With yeah, could have. Now he's in this. Or even last year, if he'd have just stuck to his guns. But again, that's his. I don't care about all that. That's his decision. Yeah, it's been a glorious career. He'll be, you know, he'll get all the accolades he should. He's he's the best winning quarterback of our lifetime, and it's not even close. Dude is the goat. Mm-hmm. But so was Jordan when he ultimately had to leave the Wizards. Make you still score. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> There's a, there are some correlations there. It just wasn't the dom. You know, it's not going to lead you anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't think he's coming back to Tampa. I think he's playing. Yeah, I do next too. Year. That I would, would be my guess. <clears throat> I would agree with that. All right, let's uh, crank it up. We got a lot to do today. We've got uh, we got a real interesting uh, Lockett Law. You know, before you blow high score part, you got, got uh, Jake Cornera. He's an offensive lineman for Ponte Vedra. He's got a lot of offers. He was just at Florida visiting, so we'll find well, out what in the heck's going on down there. We'll ask him. We'll okay. ask him. We'll find out what the situation is. Do we and, have to pay him to appear on the show, or the NIL is not we're uh, not trickled down that far yet. It is. I don't know. He could come here <laughs> asking for. We might ask for like donuts or something. He'll or be food. Dis- he'll be disappointed. We don't Do we have, have anything in the uh, prize pack uh, to give him? Yeah, we're not in NIL on this kid. No, that's set a terrible precedent for the Lockett Law High School. We're allowed to do that. Do we have a koozie or sure. a 1010XL t-shirt? Here's 100 bucks. Sign with Florida. <laughs> is that allowed? I guess it is. Yeah, we can do that. Sure. How okay. much right now if Jeff and I pony up our money? I'm not giving any kids any money to go anywhere. I'm giving Florida. my kids money to go somewhere. I'm not giving any kid money to go uh-huh, to school. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I give him some money to go get pick up some Chick Fil A. That's <laughs> what ET's okay. talking about. Now you're talking. Is like obsessed with the Chick Fil A. It's six, it's seven o'clock. He's already thinking about it. He's grinding on it. He's become a a, a, a big fan of Chick Fil A. No, I was always. He's a always, always have been. Yeah. yeah, hard yeah. not to be. Still, I mean, ET at times will like at about I don't know just whatever random time in the morning say, "Hey Hick, you want anything from Chick Fil A?" I'm thinking about will, it right now. He will DoorDash or Uber Eat or I don't. Yeah, I don't know how he does it, but. Chick-fil-A will show up at the doorstep. It's amazing. Kids know everything these days. This is the truth. Uh, we got ETM. We need a guest who can judge. 641-1010. Buckle up, baby. It is time for ETN. Sports concepts and rationalizations kick back and forth. But only one man can win. Two men enter. And Brock has graciously accepted the role of guest who judge. Brock, good morning, sir. Rock, are you there? Yes, sir. Can right, you hear yes, me? Yes, we got you. Uh, e, do we have anything to give to Brock today? Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, we got a brand new pen. Yes. Thank you, Brock. <laughs> Thank you so much. A brand much. new what? No, he's, I don't know what he said. A pen. Do we not? Uh, uh, literally? Yeah. Yeah. Like right. Brock, a writing the, pen? Love, yes. Love of the game. Love of the game, Brock. Brock. He was Brock. being, he was love being of facetious. Love of the game. <laughs> All right. Brock's Let's like, do this, it. this is a bunch of crap. I didn't call in here. What just happened here? Uh, we'll, we'll get it. I we'll, want tickets to the Chiefs game, he says. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I feel you, Brock. Brock's wondering where the plane tickets and the hotel accommodations are. E, Come on. Did you not set that up? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. About that. <laughs> Order me some Chick-fil-A. Come on. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Here we go. Let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Brock's got things to do now. (laughs) Round one. There's a lot of talk about Dougie P and him. Supposedly, he should be in the conversation for coach of the year. So, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you, 
to make your best case for head coach Doug Peterson being the head of the coach of the year? Well, I'll give you two words. Urban Meyer. I mean, he followed that guy. He took a team that had the worst record in the NFL for two straight years and now has taken them to the postseason and won a playoff game. Who else has done that? And I know he has Trevor Lawrence, and I know they revamped the roster a little bit. But the calls, if you want to go back and look at the schemes and the calls that he's had, part of being a coach of the year is the actual coaching part. I can't imagine you would vote for anyone else besides Doug Peterson stepping into what he had to step into and looking at this franchise today. Lest we forget where we live and what team we follow and the lack of recognition that goes along with it. I mean, I agree with what you say, and I also wish that this was another example of my time-tested you know, belief that they should vote for all these things after the season is done, and then you have a real good indication on who was the coach of the year. But I will say this. It's fair to give Brian Dayball similar love. They've been a disaster. He finally got Daniel Jones to play good football. So Dayball in his first year has done great things with the Giants, who, like the Jacks, are still alive. And for Kyle Shanahan to just go through quarterback option after quarterback option and have his team position, uh, certainly we get in the conversation. But, yeah, I'm like anyone living, breathing, and listening here, uh, Doug Peterson. It's not that he's not going to win the coach of the year. It's that he's not going to get represented as much as he should have. I'd have to go go with winner Jeff because uh, I don't like to talk about Urban Meyer or anything he's done here. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned the bad word. Round two. Gentlemen, whenever this season started, we we had high hopes, and then it it just started looking bad. But there was at some point there was a turning point when the Jaguars really started believing and thinking that they could really make this run. What at what point do you think that turning point was? What particular moment? What play? When, when did that turning point happen? Well, I can tell you what they say it was, and they say it was Trevor giving up the ghost on forcing things after the trip to London. If you ask the team and Doug Peterson, they will tell you that the turning point came in that loss in London to Denver, and you know the results would bear that out as well. They've gone seven and two since that game. And I would say this, too. To pick the in-game moment is hard because they did the same thing, right? They Vegas, they came behind and won, but then they lost at Kansas City. Then the Baltimore game was excited. They scored late and they won. Then they lost to Detroit. So, I, I mean, I think there's two practical ways to go, and I would believe the coach that overall it was just the mindset, the mentality, transitioning to a more turnover-free and mistake-free quarterback that happened when they left uh, London against Denver – but I think going on the road and beating Tennessee to start the win streak would be the on-point field, you know, um, timeline that you would look at. Yeah, with all due respect to the Denver loss, and that was Trevor's turning point, but the franchise's turning point was with the season on the line at home against Dallas and down 27-10 to 10 and having games where you'd win one, lose one, win one, lose one, because that's what they were in when they finally got to the Dallas Cowboys, and they were 5-8. and eight. And if they lost that, I mean, at 5-9, and nine, I, I'm not so sure, although history did prove out they would have had a chance. But to come back and beat the Dallas Cowboys, being down 27-10 to 10 and come back and rally and Trevor to really step up and the defense to make plays – to me, that was the turning point because he had, then you had the Jets and Houston in the showdown with Tennessee. So I think for me, that for the team, the turning point, and, and for the crowd here, home, Dallas, knock off the Cowboys. I'm going to have to go winner, Dan, because I think the turning point because we started winning. So that, that's what I would go with. But 
But personally, I think it was a Scott Quarterman fumble on Derek Winters. But I'll go Winter Dan. We're on the board. Round three. <laughs> we were just talk- we were just talking about the goat, and uh, he is the goat, Tom Brady. Yeah. So, gentlemen, what's the best landing spot for Tom Brady next season? Should he stay? Should he go? Should he retire? Well, he's definitely he's definitely going to play because the NFL is a drug to him. He's an addict. Okay, so we know he's going to play. We know he's leaving Tampa because its time is up there, and Tampa's going to have to retool, and they're they can't make one last run. They're not good enough anymore. So he's going to go somewhere. And the perfect landing spot for him, because the Vegas Raiders have said so long to Derek Carr, is to go out to Vegas, play with his coach, Josh McDaniels, who knows him as well as anybody. That's number one. He's got Devontae Adams out there. He's got he's got a tight end out there. He's got a running back if they resign out there. He's got Hunter Renfro out there. So he has plenty of weapons. Uh, I would go to Vegas if I were Tom Brady. That's, that's where he, I think he ends up. Well, first and foremost, I mean, God bless him if he wants to keep playing. And if there's a team that wants to employ him and build their fan base into some convoluted thinking that they are better and are now a Super Bowl contender because they have a 46-year-old quarterback, God bless him. And we have seen the plateau, and now the fall is going to be fast and furious. And with each and every game passing week and year, you'll have less and less of any sort of you know, game-changing ability. Tom Brady was 31st in the league in yards per attempt. He was 19th in the league in passer rating. He, he, he last night had a passer rating of 72, missed open guys all day long. You know, yeah, the line has to protect him. This just in. The line has to protect every quarterback in the league. They all get pressured. They all get put off their spots. Tom Brady's the greatest winner of all time. He is nowhere near a level that he's going to be a Super Bowl difference maker for, in this case, say, the Raiders. No way. Uh, I'm going to have to say Winner Dan because the Raiders do have a lot around them. And, uh, you know, I think that's better than the tournament. So, Winner Dan. That's, yeah, it's fine. I, I, this, 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 I chuckle at this one, too. The Bucks are loaded with offensive talent. They have maybe the best receiving duo in the league with Evans and Godwin. He has talent down there. A ton they don't of it. have the best receiving duo in the league. <clears throat> I mean, that's ridiculous. No. And the question wasn't, you know, you're, you're sitting there attacking. It was where's the best landing anyone. spot? No. Who's the best duo in the league? Yeah. Cincinnati? Huh? What would you say? I would say that Edmonds and Godwin most certainly are among the best duos in the league. That's and just not what the, you said. You said they were the best. I duo said no. I said you one, said they were the best duo in the league. <laughs> I said that's one, what you just said. One of Stop the best. Back and, I didn't say this. One I didn't say best. that. I said good one, God, man. Wait, just stand by what you say. I said one of the best. I said one Round of the best. Four. Get it right at least. That's all. Oh, I like this one. One gentlemen. of the best. A million percent. Hundred dollars. I like this one. Our boy old Frankie. He has some pretty good play calls. From the kick six, pick six, the Josh Allen walk off, Chargers come back. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, what's Frank Frangie's best play call? Is it my turn? <laughs> huh? Is it my turn? I believe Do so. I talk? Yeah. I believe so. It was the one hey, the other night. Hey, settle down. It's the end of the series. End, end of, end of uh, what is your problem? Um, <laughs> it was the other night. It was the kick, period. End of story. There's no other answer. That was. Fantastic! It'll live forever. It's one of the biggest moments in team history. It was authentic. It was organic. It's being played all over the country. Uh, the only uh, call that he's made all year that's played a thousand times nationally because of the stakes, because of the result, it was that one. 
I don't know, Jeff. I kind of like the scoop and score. I'll go with the Tennessee scoop and score. That was huge. It won us the AFC South. Uh, I'm going to go uh, winner. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the last win, the, uh, the field goal. Yeah. How good How good is that? Yeah, there you go. I know. What do I mean? I, <laughs> I mean, he, uh, you, you, you pigeonholed me on that one. I wasn't sure where I was going to go. Welcome yeah. to round Can I call Frank? Can I phone a friend? To die. Frank, which one did you like the best? All right, gentlemen. <laughs> Saturday night. It's all right we- for fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Saturday night will go down in history. Though that moment, everybody's going to remember that for a long, very long time. But, gentlemen, my question to you is, what is your favorite moment from Saturday night? Your personal favorite moment. Oh, okay, so you ask from this past Saturday. This past Saturday. All right, I'll tell you what my personal my personal favorite moment. Okay, and this and I I was afforded this opportunity, so I'm going to say this was my personal favorite moment. My personal favorite moment was going downstairs, walking onto the field, watching the end of the game, and looking up into the stands of my city and my town and our team, and watching the fans just get an enjoyment that they haven't had and that they so richly deserve. So for me, that, you know, I could pick a play, I could pick whatever, but my favorite moment was looking out into the sea of teal. I didn't see any Charger fans. I didn't have to see any uh, empty seats. I looked out into the sea of teal with towels waving and people staying after the kick was made. That was my favorite moment. I feel you, but I feel like that moment has been riding now for two weeks. I felt that moment all through pregame and postgame of the of the Titans game the week before. I felt it going through tailgates leading up to. So I, that, that passion, that engagement, I get you. I'm a little bit more mean-spirited and cynical. So I got to be honest, seeing the ultimate and immediate face of chargering did my heart good. I was standing in the hallway waiting on the elevator after the game was coming to a conclusion, and here they came to walk in the green mile. Who were they? They're those Chargers assistant coaches. They sit up in the same level we do. They're in their coach's box, and after the game, they have to walk that green mile all the way down the hall and get in the elevator that they're holding for them. The way their faces look, I'm surprised that the elevator didn't just bottom out and fall straight down to the first floor and crash in a fiery mess. To see those Chargers coaches walk down the hall like they just lost every puppy dog they ever owned, did my cynical heart good. Take that and get the hell back to SoCal. Well, well, Dan and I are lovers, not haters, so we enjoy the the smile of us of us Keel Jaguar fans. We don't really care about the Chargers fans. They can go on and get winner Dan. Thank you, Brock. Thank you. Yes. Yes, yes sir. Brock, I'm Let's gl- drink. Brock, I'm glad about one thing. No, yes. pr- no prize pack today. Enjoy <laughs> it. Go tell all your friends what a right. good job you did. Brock, I got your Chick-fil-A. Too Wherever you, too late. I'll if I ever meet you, up on wherever you are, Brock, he you goes. just go, hey, I'm Brock, he and he I'll buy you your Chick-fil-A. He gone. <laughs> Let's drink. E, you want some? Let me get some of that. Jeff, do you want some? I share. I'm looking at huh? looking at the list of top receiving duos. Here we I go. can't find my guys lower than third on any list. Anywhere. Fireball. <laughs> so good. So good. I think I'm just mad at Brady. Moonwalk. Keeping me up watching terrible football last do night. It, yeah, do it, Dan. Maybe that's what it is. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
you should have been madder at or felt. How did you feel? What was your emotion for Brett Maher? I, whatever. They're winning the game by a million. He missed five kicks in a row. Five or four? Well, he missed his last one oh, last of the one. last yeah. game. Extra point, too. Yeah. It just shows five you. PATs in yeah. a row. You know that's in his head. Kickers aren't the middle. You know, the most mentally strong players in the league. So Our guy who was some, here. Could have some ramifications. Remember we had the guy here who missed the PATs, Meyer. He's a Pro Bowl Jason kicker Myers, in, yeah. in, in Seattle. More than once. I think he may have been a Pro Bowler in, with the Jets even. But he could remember, he'd make the field goals, yeah, but he missed it. the PATs. Yeah, outside of Hollis Does and Scobie. Does that not stand out to you? With Myers? No, I remember they him were str- booing him. They hated I, I him. I remember him struggling. I don't remember okay. being extra. It was the PATs more than okay. the field goals. All right, I'm gonna I, look listen, that up. Maher only Maher only missed three all year, um, but he's missed four in a row. <laughs> no one's ever done that. They were ticked last night. Dak was singing a different song, you know, of support in the post game. But I'm a lip reader. I'm a lip reader. Go for bleeping two. That's he exactly said. what he said. What are we doing? <laughs> this guy can't hit an extra point. You could feel the angst between his ears, though, sitting here, you know, 200 miles away. You could just feel the pressure. I mean, just to kick a little extra point. Because he pushed the first two, and sure as sugar, he shanked that last one to the left, or the third one, and he missed another one. His first year in Jacksonville, Jason Myers, was 32 of 39 on extra points. Wow. Was that the, were we, were and we he was, in the long ones then? Are we yes. already to oh, the yeah, longer yeah. ones? And he was, yeah. And he was 26 of 30 with a 58-yard field goal. He missed four field goals and seven PATs. Did they cut him that offseason? No. He came back for two more years, and he was. What, was, what led to the ultimate? Because obviously, you know, he, what, he was right. I mean, he Caldwell six. was right. Caldwell had the right long vision of this guy. He was a good kicker. Mm-hmm. But he just, his accolades came after he left I think he, he got him. hurt because he only played six games in 17. So he's, he kicked all of 15, all of 16. Then 17 si- was Lambeau. Yeah, he got hurt and the Lambeau came in. And then he went to the Jets the next year and he I, kicked all 16. I think that was a Pro Bowl year. I think he had a Pro Bowl year with the Jets. I Do think. You? Well, he was, he was, yeah, he was 33 of 36. Um, then his first year in Seattle was so-so. Then he was perfect in Seattle, 24 of 24 on field goals and 49 of 53 on PATs. Two-time Pro Bowl. Yeah. 2018, 2022. Yeah, this year he made it. 18 with the Jets, right? Yeah, he left here his first year. He was a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Yeah, 2018. He only missed one PAT this year for Seattle. Yeah. Shout out. I I liked him. I thought it was tough. He missed a He took over for Scobie, right? They cut Scobie? Isn't that what happened? Uh yeah, they cut Scobie and he went off to Pittsburgh and then the back didn't allow he him. He missed over. he missed a field goal this year that they won. What the last was it the Rams the Rams game to win it? Oh yeah 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 at the very end yeah and then they went to overtime and they won anyway. <clears throat> August thirty first, twenty fifteen, Jags announced Myers had earned the place kicker role and Scobie was traded to the Steelers. Mm. Signed on my birthday, March third, twenty fifteen. What a year! What a year, twenty fifteen. Yeah, still in my forties then, Dan. Good times. Oof. Jeff, on this date in 1983, and you'll remember it well, the tree, you're one of your favorite Hawks of all time. Tree blocked, Rollins. Blocked 10 shots in a win over oh, a jersey. You go, Tree. Tree had 10 blocks. Tree was had a good nickname. Tree best known for the Danny Ainge fight. 
Yeah, he bit Danny Ainge's finger off. <laughs> Didn't bite it off, but he bit him. Yeah. That was a heck of a rumble. That was about that time. That was like in the in the early 80s, 82, 83, 84. Those were good times. No, the good times for the Hawks came in like 86. So the Cowboys get their first playoff road win since Aikman went to Frisco. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Aikman and Emmett went to Frisco and beat Steve Young and them boys. Is that, is that who it was? I was watching Steve Young last night, and he was funny because he goes, yeah, Jerry Jones just walked by. He was giving me grief about 30 years ago. <laughs> Jerry Jones trying to compare this to that that group. Them boys, them boys were having a good time up in Jerry's box last yeah, night. Yeah, they were. There was a lot of jumping around. Yeah, for sure. A lot yeah. of emotion well, they, coming they, out the, of there. The Cowboys, have, I think it was about as complete and great a game as Dallas has played in a so, long time, considering is, the stakes. This and, is kind of unfair. And they were terrible against Washington oh, last yeah. week. But So my question is, they go if they... Are we willing to give them credit because they beat the Bucks? Yeah. Or should they have to go beat San Francisco? And then no, we go, I give them credit. You want a playoff game on yeah. the road against Tom Brady. Yeah. So should we? I mean, I I feel like we're getting worse as maybe it's us <laughs> calling people out left and right. Coach. I mean, we put, I said this yesterday, we put all these coaches on the firing line who make the playoffs. Well, some of them, some of them. I, I had a I guess, Jim Moore in it, didn't I, it? Playoffs. I, I guess some <laughs> some of those the, the, those placements I agree with, even if we don't scream them. Others I don't. Yeah. I think Mike McCarthy's a really good coach. I would have liked him in Jacksonville when they hired Urban Meyer. And I, so I, I'm not on the, he should be playing for his playoff life. You got to give that guy a couple of years, don't you? And I mean, now he's got a playoff win. He's, he's just kind of a. Kind of a likable dude to me, Mike McCarthy. You know, he's kind of uncomfortable and, you know, he's not real I give Dak credit. Personable. Dak takes a lot too, right? Yeah. And I give Dak credit because during the week he was asked about McCarthy's job status. And he goes, man, I guess that's just part of being America's team. We've won 12 games two years in a row. No, I, again, I and, you guys- and, and, and you know what? And I don't know if it mattered yeah. last night, but Jerry Jones finally kind of qualified even more he's back no matter what yeah rather than well when he says this game doesn't affect well that that could mean well we've already decided to go get Sean Payton that's what that could mean well 12 and 5 and they lost to Frisco right upset yeah they were they were at home they had home yeah they had home field did they have home field through the whole playoffs uh I don't know they were 12 and 5 so probably not but they were up there that was a home game though for sure 12 and 5 this year well 6 and 10 is first year in okay. Dallas. In Dallas. I mean, think about this. This is this is what this is what makes this game incredible. So McCarthy goes to or McCarthy takes over in Green Bay. And in 07, they're thir- he goes eight and eight his first year. Then they go thirteen and three and they lost to the Giants in the freeze game. Frozen face game. DC yeah. game. Yeah. And then they go six and ten again. Then they go eleven and five and they lost to the Cardinals in that shootout. Remember that game? Yeah. I do. Overtime. Mm-hmm. Then they win the Super Bowl. So he's won a Super Bowl in his first five years. Then they go to the playoffs six years in a row. But they lose to the Giants. They lose to the Niners. They lose to the Niners. They lose to Seattle in the NFC Championship game. Was that the, was that the onside kick game? Which one? The Seattle? Seattle? Yes. The Packers game, yeah. Yes, in yeah. Seattle. They're going to beat them. And they, yeah. yeah. And the guy missed the They would have uh, went to another. Richard Rodgers, lo- I believe it was. Hmm. He also caught a Hail Mary. If he did. Different okay. year. Wow, Richard Rodgers. It may not have been, but I... If it was Richard Rodgers, does he deserve to be on the Packer wall? Was he the Richard Rodgers or James Jones? Remember that, dude? <laughs> was he Richard Rodgers, the news ancher? No, who not that here one. and now yeah. is in Augusta? No. Yeah, no, okay. nothing, nothing, no relation. And then they lost to the Falcons in an NFC Championship game. Uh, that was... The uh, Packers beat the... I mean, the Falcons beat the hell out of them. Did they? Yeah. 
I and mean, that, that was like a that was the Falcons Super Bowl year. My point is, he goes to the playoffs. Shoot, two, four, six, eight years in a row, and then he misses it two years, and he's out. I think he and and, and Aaron, you know, you go with the quarterback there. He's going to have a heck of a one-loss record in the uh, regular season. So there's some good coaches and good quarter. It's good. This is what we're learning. You got to have a coach and you got to have a quarterback. This just in. There are some really good coaches and quarterbacks left. Who's the best, fellas? Who's the best coach quarterback combo out of the playoffs right now? Out of the playoffs? Yeah. Um. Let me ask you this: Which, like, could they have already lost this playoff, or they didn't make the playoffs? Uh, See what I'm saying? Or just not in the playoffs? Either one. Both. Okay. Um, Both. I would say the best coach-quarterback combo that's not in the postseason any longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not a ton to choose from because if you're that great, you are in the in the playoffs. Right. I think I would go with uh, Harbaugh-Lamar. Harbaugh-Lamar. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's a good one. That's one that was I don't in think there's and not out. There aren't. How about one that's – my point is Mc, this. McVay-Stafford? Okay. That probably deserves it. They yeah, won a the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's good. So my, my point is this. If you're not in the playoffs, if you're not part of the final eight, mm-hmm. now, <clears throat> should you be looking at changes at your coach or quarterback? Depends. Unless there's a story behind it, right? Yeah. I don't. Th- I think if you're a playoff like, team, like, unless, <clears throat> unless you've been a playoff team for six years, you're not going, you know, you're not making progress. Yeah. I think the playoffs are a... I, it would be hard for me as an owner to fire a guy going to the playoffs. And I think of guys like Andy Reid who go over and over before they finally sure. win one. That's a good point. If you got a guy who's getting you in the chamber, you got to see if the bullet hits a target one year. And if you, you know, so, I mean, we learned that here with Coughlin the first go around. Yeah. You know, we got a guy who's taking us to places, you know, sometimes you got to let them survive their dip and their refocus and the refranchising. But no, I, I wouldn't be firing a guy that. It was, you know, be like, would you fire? It'd be like firing Mike Vrabel. That would be an example. Let me ask you this, Jeff: Is yeah. the NFC South going to have four new quarterbacks next year? Four new quarterbacks? Yes. Brady's gone from Tampa. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I Carolina. Who are they running with? Oh, they definitely get another. Well, I, I don't. Now, are you talking about like just like in general as a transition or opening day, right? Because is Darnold there under contract? I would think that it would be tough to start a rookie on opening day where the Panthers are drafting. They're not getting one of those top two guys. They're going to end up with, you know, Anthony Richardson if they go with one. I saw a mock draft yesterday sent Richardson to the Jets. Okay. I don't think he would survive that. I would say, <clears throat> then I'll say it this way. But no, well, I Well, they yeah. have plans to have new quarterbacks, you know, all four it, of them. Again, I, I think you better, you better. Like, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, you just said, oh, we're going to go with Ritter for three years. God bless you. You know, just waste three what more did years. You, I didn't see him much. He, he was okay. I yeah. mean, I mean I, I, look, he might be fine, but yeah. he's definitely not. It's going to be a while. Yeah. I mean, Brock Purdy proved you can come. If you're good and you know what you're doing and you can control your team and your game plan, you can win. Is this the? Uh, yeah, we got to go to break. Okay. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, crank it up. It's playoff time in Jacksonville, FLA, baby. Did you see the stat that the Jags, since 2017, have more playoff wins than 21 other teams? I did see that. Makes sense. I mean, we've got three, and there's 21 other teams that have zero, one, or two. What I noticed about that list was that, like, 
11 or 12 of them have zero. Yeah. It's hard to get it's to the hard. playoffs and win playoff games. So hard. You got it's Oh my gosh, it's so that's why that's why and 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 I hope and and I I believe this. But again, and it's he said it yesterday best like he's like absolutely we want to win. Absolutely we should seize the moment. But if we don't, I'm not going to be mad. And I get I agree. But I I I just man, if you get there and you win a game, man try to win two. And then try to win. And then three. if you win two, try to win three. And then if you win three, go win the Super in, Bowl. In fairness to our franchise, that's kind of been our mo. We go yeah. to that divisional round almost every time. Very rarely are we one and I done. Know. Very rarely. I mean, at eight and seven, or yeah, eight and seven. Now it's that's good. I have a, a Daily's double take here. Brought to you by the Daily's Dash, oh. man. You get double the uh, you know the meats and cheeses. They're piled high. It's deli quality. This ain't gas station food. Stop by your Daily's Dash today. Trust me, you'll uh, be thanking me later. But I did a double take when I saw this. This will uh, warm the cockles of your heart. I love to warm the cockles. Yeah. Uh, after Stop uh, your laughing. After a, I thought, way below Brady average performance last night where yes. he had a 72 passer rating, Tom Brady's career playoff passer rating now is 89.8. That's low. Well, is that do you have comparative numbers? I do. Tim Tebow, 90. <laughs> Dang. Come on, man. <laughs> Now you're now you've gone too far. The Daily's double take. Brady is bashing is just no. I'm just saying I, it's not a bash. I, it's just a pointing it out. Here's a story about a man named Brady. <laughs> uh, uh. He is simply too old for the game anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. At 45, he is falling down. Oh, when when is his? Uh, Leave him alone. <laughs> when, when is when is his birthday? When does he t- he turns 46 August, before it, the year? Is it, right? Yeah. Is it August? That sticks in my head, but I don't. I know. will say this. For a goat, I mean, no, come on now, be, be, Jeff. How many playoff games has he played though? He's won thirty-five I, playoff forget, games. August third. For, forget, uh-huh. forget Tebow. That was a joke. That okay, was a okay, side okay, by okay, side. Okay, okay, okay. He has played a lot. Yeah. It's still surprising that he's twentieth all time in playoff passer rating. It's surprising. Aaron Rodgers has played a lot. Yeah. Kurt Warner, Matt Ryan. Not. not- Matt Ryan's played a lot of play. Not not Brady. I get yeah. it. He's played more than anyone. Yeah. That's not a reason why you're going to be twentieth. Well, every game is tough in the playoffs. I get it. Joe Flacco is right there with him. He's played a bunch. I mean, no one's played as many as him. Yeah. I'm just like, this isn't a criticism. It's <laughs> surprise. I'm shocked that Brady is twentieth all time in passer rating. Yeah. Joe Montana played a few back when passer ratings were harder to get. Yeah. He's got ninety five point six. Yeah. Like going into this. NFC playoffs, Tom Brady 35 and 12, so now he's 35 and 13. Cousins 1 and 2, Prescott now 2 and 3, Jalen Hurts is 0 and 1, Brock Purdy has 1 win, Dalen Jones has 1 win, Geno's 0 and 1. Well, we talked about too, all the guys making their first start in this yeah. uh, this particular postseason. Now, in fairness, Peyton Manning 87.4. Right. Uh, Eli 87.4, Ben Roethlisberger 86.7, Brett Favre 86.3. Yeah. I'm just surprised he's 20th. When you're the goat, you Who's expect the best? to be two or three. Or is it Patrick Mahomes, 105.7? How many? 11 games. Uh, Bart Starr is second. He's played a lot, but there's like 10 and one. Not as many games then, right? Now, now the playoffs take you three Bart or Starr four. Bart Starr is second. In yeah, rating 104.8. What kind of numbers did he? Could he have possibly well, had you. in those games? I'll tell Eight you. for 12. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it all right. I mean, I mean, I say this. I love Bart Starr, but no, I get it. Um, let's see his pat. Let me get his uh, postseason here. Uh, Bart Starr. What a great name. Bart Starr. Great name. 
Uh, postseason. All right. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. I got. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I somehow landed on game logs, but uh, only ten games. That's why nine yeah, and one nine is. And one. Oh yeah, career. Uh, sixty-one percent, fifteen touchdowns, three picks. Sixteen and three. Fifteen and three. With what's, 60- Bra- what's Brady touchdown to picks in the playoffs? Stand by. I mean, the game is uh, the game. I mean, it's I, know. Compare, I know you know, yeah. but for folks out there, the game has changed so much when it comes to uh, Tom Brady. Where are we going? We're going to postseason. Yeah, touchdowns. I think he has eighty-seven, yeah, maybe at least. Um, you know, just doing some scrolling here. Stay with me, game. Scroll, scroll away. Golly, Tom Brady's page is a little longer than most. <laughs> for the record. All right, here we go. Um, postseason? Yeah. Yeah, in his career. What are you asking me? His touchdown passes? Yeah, and picks. Um, 88 touchdowns, 40 picks. 88 and 40. His career his- passer rating, this is before this game, had him ranked 16th among quarterbacks and 7th among active quarterbacks. Mahomes holds the record. Josh Allen, 100.9. He came down some, I bet, after that game. Ryan, 100.8. Rodgers, Nick Foles, and Wilson. Russell Would it Wilson. surprise you that six, one, two, three, four, five, six of Brady's last eight playoff games, he had a completion percentage of 55% or, or less? Six well, of eight. Six of the last eight? Yeah, this game last night, you had the Rams last year. He had, a, three, he, had he had a 72.2 rating last night. He had a 72.2, the exact same rating in the loss to the Rams. He had a 73.8 in the win at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. At a 59.4, uh, that was at New England. Yeah. I mean, uh, by far his best year in Tampa just, was the I, first it's, year. It's, 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 it's going to make my head explode. Like I'm just looking at, I mean, I just I understand that, I mean, I mean, some I mean, of these perspectives. I just look at this, but this is one thing I go back to. Tom Brady wins 35. Yeah. Joe Montana wins 16 seconds. Right. Yeah. Game over. Oh, yeah, from that standpoint, and, and, for sure. And, and, and but I will say this on wins. And you can't make the argument that he's on, well, he was on great teams. Yeah, they're all great if you win a Super Bowl. He made them great. I mean, Belly, since he left, has how many playoff wins? Zero. Yeah. How many playoff appearances? One. Uh, one. Right? One and two. One. Oh, two, I think. No, the, oh, yeah, missed the, first the first year. year. Yeah, 2020. When they, get, when they didn't try in 2020. Then 2021, they lost to Buffalo. Yeah, got hammered. And then, and then this year, this barely year. missed. Yeah. And I think he's the goat too. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. But together, those two. Woo. I just what I took from the loss last night. Certainly, it's the end of Tom Brady's career in in Tampa. But it just kind of reemphasized to me that there is no if if you're a a team like the Raiders or the Saints or the Dolphins and you think that Tom Brady can be your missing piece to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I do not think that. Yeah, I don't. A, think that's he's the capable. only place we disagree. Yeah. So here, so put this in perspective, though, Jacksonville, and this is why you must soak this up. This is why you should be listening to us. Every single day and, and and enjoying the moment. Joe Montana, who is on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Jeffrey has 16 playoff wins. So if Trevor gets 15 more in his career, he would have the same as Joe I will Joe Montana. say this. Back in the day, those guys have played two games. We, there's Three. More, well, including Three. if you go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, if you go to the Super Bowl. Well, but now I'm, you play four. It's still not that many. Three, you get an extra and you game. you may not if you're— If you go to the playoffs every year, though, versus, say, Brady versus Montana, Understood. that's 10 more games you get. Understood. But I'm, what I'm saying is he's already one-sixteenth of the way to Joe Montana. 
that a playoff win is something to savor and relish and soak in. It does. I mean, all the football that he's going to play over the next 15 years, right? Yeah. Peyton Manning, 14 playoff wins. John Elway, Mr. Denver Bronco, 14 playoff wins. It's hard to get that many. Do you think Trevor's getting a 15? Oh. We'd be very lucky. That's what, what I'm saying. Ma- what does Mahomes have? He has eight. He's eight and three, I believe I saw. And I get that, like, from the text on Design by Lifetime Enclosures to hell with passer rating, what's Brady's winner rating? That's a fair argument and comeback when the guy's 32. It's not when he's 45. Yeah. It matters now. What's his winning rating? Well, he's 0 for his last two, I'll tell you that much. Aaron Rodgers has 11 playoff wins. Yeah. As much as they've loved him in Green Bay. Terrific underachiever. Only 11 times. Uh, Danny Marino, what does he have? Shoot, he doesn't have that many at all. Eight playoff wins. Steve Young, eight playoff wins. Eli Manning had made the most of his wins, man. Eight and four. God bless you. I, have a, I think we can answer this. This hits our sweet spot. Okay. Text on design by Lifetime Enclosures. Gents, I need a ruling. All right, I'm here. I've been working from home for the past two years, and let's just say I've gained a pound or two. Oh, boy. As been a result, there. my Jaguars gear makes me look like a toddler wearing clothes that are two sizes too small. Yeah. Buy new clothes. I've proudly been wearing my gear around the house on game day and letting the heater hang out, but now I'm <laughs> faced with an in-office visit from a client, yeah. and we're all encouraged to wear Jaguars attire. Got to go buy new stuff. Is it acceptable to buy new merch this late in the yes. game? Yes, for or, look's sake, too. Or do I have that awkward sports fan talk with my client that my mustard and turkey fat-stained shirt is lucky, and I can't risk letting down my fellow warriors in teal. Thanks in advance. No, nah, go get that new gear, fam. New get gear. Some near, yes, new, some gear. new gear. It's, it's unanimous. And then, by the way, but I will say this, and yeah. just do that for your end meeting, and then throw the mustard, turkey stain, heater showing old toddler shirt on for the game. That way you keep that. If, you have that, if you're staying at home, for sure. Yeah, if you're going out, though, represent. Yeah. Right. Yeah, represent. Yeah. I noticed when I walked into my house the other day, BWR don't play, so once she heard Cole Temps, I walked in and right there on the on the uh I don't know what you call it, some sort of some sort of I don't know what it is, furniture piece that you walk in, it's up against the wall and you put stuff yeah, on. Yeah, where it. you put your keys and all that before yeah. you walk out the door. There was just a bevy of Jaguar stuff. Uh hats, uh scarves, uh gloves. And then I also noticed this big new sweatshirt. Uh, that she had with a big Jaguar logo, which I've never seen her wear. And I'm like, man. New one. Oh, full out, man. I need some Jag gear, to be <laughs> honest with you. Just, just go to Hicks Crew. <laughs> Come on over, I, I'll I, end I, it. I snagged a, uh, like a, like a Jaguar's like, T-shirt at the company Christmas party. That's the only new Jag thing I've gotten <laughs> in a while. Yeah. I won a, I won a raffle prize or a door raffle. Did you? Uh, boy, that escalated quickly. You want to talk about a career arc hitting a wall and then dropping to the ground. Yes. See Byron Leftwich, who by some accounts told the Jags thanks, but no thanks. That's not good enough. I don't know if that's accurate. We'll never know that whole story. That was a good but it's a sure, great one. But it to seems know, like it, he could have had that job, but then it wasn't quite sweet enough for him. About to be fired by the Bucs as their offensive coordinator. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, wow. He gone. Yeah, so, yeah, be, that's why, Dan, oh. be careful if you're one of these hot shot recruit uh, uh, coordinators who turns down head coaching jobs. They're not easy to get. They're not easy to get. And if the Jaguars really did, and again, I don't know how many times this, this text was sent or received by Jaguar Nation last night. Thank God we didn't sign Byron Leftwich. And that's not as much about Leftwich as it is about, you know, getting Doug Peterson. 
But if Lethwich did indeed have the chance to take this job and he turned it down, then good luck at your next OC, and hopefully one day again you'll get another head coaching opportunity. But that was um, that was not a good career move. No. Uh, and meanwhile, the the Steelers are just waiting to pounce on Lethwich, which is most likely what's going to happen. That's where he's going to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about Joey Bosa? He seems like a family, kind of a crybaby. The Bosa family, God bless them. They're they're they've been gifted athletically. I'm not so sure they've been gifted upstairs. The things he said, kind of a meathead, as you're saying. Oh man, he is. I mean, the definition of isn't he? he if I say he something was, to them, I get a forty thousand dollar fine. But if they blow a call that ruins an entire team, which season, call did he think yeah, they I don't blew? No, the one he was. Uh, the, uh, the, How the, many pis did I miss, buddy? It worked both ways. Well, the the but I mean, to oh, his specific complaint was yeah. that he was lined up off sides. That was kind of chintzy. And he got he held. Was. He got held on the one touchdown throw. And he also thought that Taylor. You know, we've been talking about Jawan Taylor all year. Jumps that snap, and, and they all they've all those that have perfected that. They always look. There's, and, there's and, other players because I see And the story them. I've heard yeah. from Jawan is like he's asked and they tell him it's fine. And I don't know if he goes on when Trevor says, if it's on two, let me ask you a question. If, he, if we say on two and he goes, red 80, red 80, hut, hut. And on that second hut, he starts, but the ball hasn't been quite snapped yet. If you're going on the sound or you have to go on the ball, I think you have to go on the ball. You have right? to go on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Because the sound you could always but just he, mimic. But I, we asked this question last year. Yeah, because he's been doing this. Doesn't forever. it look like Jawan is yeah. jumping just a little bit, just a touch yeah. early? But they never call him on and it. And so clearly, and he ran it by the refs, is what I was told, and they said it's fine. So it must be fine. So Joey, do your homework, numb nut, and you would know. But anyway, Bosa says. <laughs> If I say something to them, I get a forty thousand dollar fine. But if they blow a call that ruins an entire team season, they'll probably be in the well, back. I, uh, they'll probably be back in the locker room after the game, like, "Ha ha, got that a hole. Oh yeah, got him fifteen yards. What a loser." Let me ask you this: Why not the follow up question, uh, Joe? If you could just, I don't know, clear up for me what call the other night cost you your season. What are you talking about? Yeah, which one? Seriously. What play? You got it off. Suddenly, offsides cost you your year. The crew that officiated the playoff game quote, "I'm sick of those bleeping people." Bosa said Sunday. Yeah, that's going to that. cost you forty thousand too, buddy. Yeah. I listen. I, here's the only thing that I will say about this. I hate the officials as much or more than than Bosa, and maybe he has a different argument than us. We all watched the game Saturday night. How bad were those officials? They were, yeah, they, they were terrible. They were terrible. So terrible. That a boy, Joey. I, yeah. I mean, again, it kind of comes across as spilled milk when you're the team that lost. Somebody give those blind jokers hell. If you want to be the one, that's fine. Now we're glad you're disappointed. I'm not going to take him as being as bratty, maybe as some would, because the officials need to be called out. They're atrocious. They, they should bad. all be fired. That was a bad game, man. Yeah. So I, I mean, I get it. I get where he's coming from. I'm sure from our perspective, you know, we see how bad we got screwed. I'm sure the Chargers did a couple times, too. Because why did I slam my helmet on the floor when he picked it up for me and tried to calm me down and get me an order, and I grabbed it from him and threw it on the ground again? How is that his fault? Is it my fault? I mean, there's a million examples. Yeah, but he shouldn't have picked up your helmet. He should have told you to get that bleep off the field, you bleepity bleep bleep, and you're not going back in till you calm down. I mean, it was ridiculous. So, anyway, yeah. it's just interesting how, and I don't know exactly, I'm assuming that's the call that he meant. 
the one that we talked about. But he got three penalties for uh, two unsportsmanlike. And uh, didn't he, did he line up off? He lined up offside. Lined up offsides on one. But yeah. in, but and again, and it was, was he offsides? It didn't look like it, Hick. Okay. I mean, it was right on. The, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it could have been. It yeah. was. I mean, it that one. That one is one where I could see if you were the player, you would think they're targeting yeah. me. I also watched Asante Samuel. I, listen, uh, we uh, got screwed. Yeah. With, a lot more than they did. Yeah. And and Bosa, d- d- whenever you lose, you sound like a sore loser and a crybaby. But if his beef is with incompetent officiating, I will right. at least acknowledge that part of his argument is correct. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right, let's keep it rolling. This is The Drill. It's a Super Tuesday. And uh, don't forget to rock the vote today, Well, there's right? no voting today, but it is a Catlin Truck Accessories uh, Tuesday. Voted as the very best in all your <laughs> car, truck, and van accessories. <laughs> on, the, on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, Bosa's family sat next to me in Section 36, and trust me, the apple didn't fall yeah, down the tree. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Believable. Goal! They make the plays on and off the field. Now get ready for the Lockett Law High School Report. Brought to you by Lockett Law. Know before you blow. Yeah. Oh, we talking some high school ball today. But it's always football season around here. So we got Jake Warner in uh, from Ponte Vedra High School. Jake, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well? Everything yes, good? Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you for having me. You got out of school a little bit to come over here? Uh, Yeah, first period. I'm going to miss a little bit. What do we have first period? Weightlifting. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> Jake is a offensive lineman at Pontevedra. Yes, he's sir. a junior. Junior. And uh, he's much uh, uh, beloved by college football coaches. Jake, mm-hmm. how big are you, son? Uh, I have about 18 offers. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have interest from Gators, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, FSU, mm-hmm. NC State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Miami. Now, what do they all? What do they project <laughs> you as on the offensive line? Are you going to be a college center, or are you going to be a guard or a tackle? Most likely a center. Yeah. You see me as an interior guy. Yeah. Smart kid. Happy kid. I've seen the kid running around. He played, used to play flag football and all that. And I'll sign him on, right now. Hey, First impressions, hey, I'll just sign him. I, he's on the Ponte Vedra basketball team, too. Good. Yeah, plays boy. with those Richie boys, those, oh, those rebels. Man, those Richie boys get a lot of run on this radio They program. do. Too I much. Know. Those guys get referenced more than Trevor Lawrence on these airways. In, in some ways. Yeah. All right, so you just went where this past weekend? I went to Florida this past weekend. Okay, and you've gone on visits to... How'd that sugar show go? <laughs> We're about to ask him. Okay, But good. you've been to visits to a lot of different schools, right? Yes, sir. All right, so tell us about Florida. Like, tell us... Like, I hear that... And you didn't really get recruited by the last staff, but I hear they put on a pretty good show for the recruits. Tell me about that part of it first. Yep, so I got there, and the first 45 minutes, we talked with Coach Sale one-on-one, which is the offensive line coach. Okay. Then we kind of got a staff intro towards the facility, and then I met with Coach Napier for about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then we took a little campus tour, saw the Hawkins uh, Academic Center for the Mm student-athletes. And then we finished with the photo shoot. Do they take you into that? The, 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 is it, what about that football facility? They take you all around that thing? Yes, sir. That was after the staff intro. Yeah. So that was like the first hour and a half we were in there. All right. So, Jake Ornera, Ponte Vedra. Do they hand you the cash when you get there or when you <laughs> leave? How does it? Does that, I mean, just. I'm, do, they, do they talk do they, in this day and age? And I, I don't know what's legal and illegal, so I'm not trying to get you in trouble. But do schools talk money? No, no, not with me. Not. With I mean, you. they do pay me in donuts, but <laughs> you that's enough for me. That's by good. The way. That makes I'm you good. happy. That makes you happy. So what? Uh, uh, what did you like about Florida? 
Um, what do you like about it? Just the staff and the support staff they have there. They have like mm-hmm. over a hundred um, support staff. You know, just down to the little things mm-hmm. there that people take care of. Mm-hmm. What what? It's so hard, man, to differentiate between all these people. You said you like Florida. I, I bet you'll go to five or six places that if you ask, yeah, I like that they do this good or that good. What do you think it's going to ultimately be that makes you make the decision? It's got to be hard. I mean, it's got to be very, you know, in, in many cases for some kids, very minor differences between your options. There are. It's a very difficult decision, especially it's going to be for me because it's going to dictate the rest of my life. Yeah. But, um, you know, one of the things we'll look at is the campus, the mm-hmm. The coaches, how do they interact with the kids? Mm-hmm. And then you also got to find out who's telling the truth and who's lying. Mm-hmm. Like that's how do you do the, that? I mean, sometimes you get a feel for it, and then sometimes you just gotta uh, keep visiting and then see if what they say is true. This is our Lockett Law High School report. Uh, Lee Lockett, attorney law, know before you blow. Jake Cornera from Ponte Vedra High School. He is an outstanding lineman for the uh, for the Sharks. Also plays on the basketball team. Do you do track and field too? Yes, sir. I throw the shot. I was going to say, I was going to guess shot put. That was what, my first How guess. far do you throw Out a of shot, the hurdles. Jake? 51 feet. 50, is that good? Yes. Does that get you to state? Uh, Not. What no. do you got to do to get to state? Probably like 56. Well, you're not that oh, far you away. That. What's the world record for a shot put? Do you have any idea? I have no clue. He has no clue. I have you a want computer. to find that out for I have us? a computer. Right. <laughs> We're going to get one. you to set a world record in the shot put. E has a question for you. Jake, like normally when we have the younger guys, I'll ask them, like, who do you model your game after? Who do you like? And they'll say, like, Tyreek Hill or, or or Diggs. But I never really asked an O-lineman that. Like, who do you watch? Like, do, is it another O-lineman or do you like those skill players as well? Who is it that you like or who you mimic your game after? Um, one of them would be Tyler Shatley. Okay. The uh, – Guys that lifts at the Jim Jacks where I lift. Okay. So, I mean, I'd, whenever I go to the game or watch it on TV, I'll take uh, special uh, notice to him on the uh, line. Here's a question for you I've always wondered. Uh, you're an offensive lineman, so do you watch games differently? Like, hey, we all watch games. We follow the ball, right? Yeah. Do you sit there and watch these guys block it, it, during the game, or do you follow the ball too? On some plays, I'll watch it. Yeah. Not not a lot. I mean, when I go to the game, I like watching the line. Yeah. From we the, saw Brandon Sheriff pancake a dude on. I mean, he just hit <laughs> they, they him. double and, teamed him and knocked oh him flat Oh, my God. Backwards. He knocked him yeah. on his well, Cockroached him. Oh, yeah. How many pancakes did you have last year, Jake? I think around 45. 45. Nice. Did you ever have a, a, a – Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. <laughs> What's that movie? Chocolate chip. Uh, did you ever have a blindside oh, moment, Jake, where you took the kid, he kept running him, carried him, him into row and four. threw him right up into row four. Did you do I didn't that? throw him up in row four, but yeah. I had a moment close to that. Did Vaselli you? had yes, one of those in college. He talks about it like Texas Tech or Baylor or something. Was it the Cotton Bowl that he said he did that? Yeah, you guys want to guess what the world record is yeah. for the shot? Yes, play. I would. want to like play guess. along. Well, yeah. We've got two guesses here. One is a shot put athlete. The other is mm-hmm. not. I, how far could I throw a shot put? Eight feet. Eight? Yeah. How, how heavy is a shot put? How heavy put? is 12 sh- pounds. Yeah, no, maybe not high eight school feet. Ball and I don't know if you could get can eight I throw feet it like this? Are you No, to throw you got to do one. You got to do it right. You want one hand? Yeah. How about like this? Can you throw it like this? How, I mean, you can. But you tell me how far, far. Do you think, how far would he throw it. You might throw it a little further than that. <laughs> what do we say? Eight pounds or 12 pounds? 12 pounds. 12 pounds. That's the high school ball. How far could you throw a shot put? I have no idea. Not far. 20 feet? 18 feet, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Jake, how far I could throw that thing, man? Did you bring one? You got carry one around <laughs> the car with you? Do you have a shot, shot put, put in the car, Jake? Feet. Um, No, I do. Uh, no, that's too bad. <laughs> All right, so the world record Paris is... Didn't, didn't hook you up for Christmas, did they? <laughs> the world record is not as far... It's it's 68 feet. Okay, what about... I'm going to say it? 76. 74. Uh, Winner, uh, shot putter. I was going to say 72, oh, man. Uh, the shot putter wins. Yeah. 74 feet, 10 and a quarter inch Good by... A dude named Ryan 
Krauser, an American from uh-huh. Arkansas. Uh-huh. Do you think you could get another 23 feet oh. in, in about a month of God, training? A, think about that. <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, he thought he could beat high, the, highly at the high feet. school level. He's 23 feet short. Yeah. Keep working. <laughs> Ooh, that's a long throw. All right, so when do you want to commit by? Probably in July. July is your target date. That's the goal. Take officials in the summer and spring and uh-huh. commit in July. Have we lined up our officials yet? No. But you've yet. been everywhere. Yeah. So you you kind of got an idea. So are you are you ready to announce your top five? Your top ten? Are you Jake? Are you going to go to Twitter? Brought you in here for news. Or, Jake, are you going to go to Twitter and put yeah, that's no all the logos down? That would hurt. Yeah. And and Jake, that would hurt his feelings. It would hurt me a little bit. Are you going to? Okay. How about this? In July, are you going to come in here and announce where you're going to school? Maybe. I wanted to pick the hat at my school. Yeah, that's Is that what you want to do? I love that. Okay. I mean, oh, let, we got to do more than the, the hat. Let the kid enjoy then. his life for pizza. Well, I know. Like, no. like, like the kid, one kid pull, pulled out a bulldog one time or yeah. a, a live gator and uh-huh. picked it up. Or he has the T-shirt and he goes, oh, no, and takes off the T-shirt. It's a different one. There's all kinds of things you can do, Jake. You want me to come up Can't with some force it. creative ideas for you? Yeah. Sure. What? You don't you yeah. don't want us well, to no, come just, up with ideas? No, I'm saying for him, he can't force it. You don't want it to be uncomfortable. You got to go with what? All right, Jake. How about an idea? You just pancake the school that you want to go to, right? Put four Ooh. guys up there. I like the right? one kid's oh, oh, Come out Samson. of the blocks and yep. just knock the hell out of one I like of that them. one kid's yeah. nickname. Pancake, pancake Concho. Yeah. What's pancake. his name? Pancake Concho. Yeah. He went to Miami, though. He took the money. Had another cash grab there. Jake, how much... Right now, if Jeff and I were to write you a check, stroke you a check, <laughs> would it cost? What would it take to Let's get you to Turkey. Florida? No, he's not going to answer. A million dollars. <laughs> oh man, oh man, a couple comments. Hey, don't don't laugh. These these goons in college will Jake, give a kid a million without think, thinking. Do you think? And talking to these high school kids, and you know all these guys, right? You follow these guys, you know. And I, I know this because my son's a high school senior, and I can ask him a question about any kid. Like there was a kid yesterday. In ja- I think he's in Jacksonville or in Clay County. He's an eighth grader. He's going to Florida to pitch. Eighth grade. I mean, it's crazy. But do you think that the numbers they banty about are accurate? Like when we hear so-and-so was offered $13 million or $6 million, these are quarterbacks. Do you think that's true? I think that the $13 million was not true. Yeah. I also think that's, that's way not too true. much. I think but, they probably do shot th- that down to him and his group when they were there this weekend. But <laughs> just, a, just a guess. But I'm I guess th- somebody through the staff. Hey, God, just so you know, that thirteen. Do they million. when when they when <clears throat> when the coaches bring you in and you only deal with the, you deal with any outside people or just coaches when you go on these visits? Sometimes they'll have media people there, like mm-hmm. after that okay. interview you. Okay, but it's only the coaches and the support staff. Do they say to you or your family? We can't talk about NIL. Well, like how does that work? What what part do you know about that you can tell us? Right now, I don't think they can say anything in connection to paying you money. Okay. But they have like NIL programs where they help. Right. They have people that help you um, put your name out there on Twitter right. or in, uh, Instagram. Right. Build your brand uh, through the the football program. I know, I I know Billy you. offers two suits if you come every That's year. Awesome. He does. You get two nice suits mm-hmm. right there every year if you wow. go to Florida. Exciting. Go to prom, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> you clean. Um, you clean I have good. a clean. Qu- I, I have a question. Say you decide on, and well, first let me ask you, and I know you don't have the officials yet, but if you, you could make a decision today, right? There's got to be someone leading in your head, mm-hmm. right? If you decide on, a, on your leader, uh, ultimately we'll hear there's a school that we liked all along. Is there amount of money that if Miami stepped in, 
you know, this might be a, par- a question for the parents. It's a hard question. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it portrays you as greedy or anything else. It's just a reality. Is there a number that would make you not go to where you've really always wanted to go and instead go somewhere else? I don't know. I think it would have to be a amount of money that would set me up for the rest of my life for yeah. 20, 20 years. Yeah. Have you had any dealings? And I'll, I'll tell you why I'm bringing this up. Have so you, the forty bucks I was going to give you go to Florida, no <laughs> it's good. Not happening. Yeah. No. Chick Fil A coupon. No. <laughs> Have you had any dealings with Texas, the University of Texas? Yes. Because don't they offer every offensive lineman, is it like 50,000 50, mm. a year for every year you're on the roster? Is that fair? Is yep. that correct? Yes, sir. And do they, so they openly say that to you? Yes, because it's through, they, well, the, yeah, the coaches can say that because it's through a, another mm-hmm. company. So right. it's like an outside company is paying you, not the school. Right. Yeah. It's a that's place where they they're doing do. it right, Dan. There's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But that's, uh, that <laughs> where you do it a way that can actually work, you know, and like some places where God knows what the, what the, what the actual but as an off- theory is. Okay, because, so, but as an offensive lineman, that's enticing. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I mean, you're talking as about for, for any t- high school by the way, kid, college, any 18 year old, if you say 50 grand, you're going to get their attention. Apparently in college, you could play seven, eight years now too. <laughs> I don't know be. how it works, but I mean. Hey, AJ, you need somebody to talk for you or anything? Because I'm your man. You hear me? He's a hype man. man. He's a hype man. man. But the champ is here! The champ is here! He'll do it for you. When you walk in to see James Franklin or, okay, give me a give me Tell me three coaches who've impressed you, whether they're offensive line coaches or head coaches, three that you were like, oh, wow. James Franklin. Okay. Uh, Garrett 2J. He's okay. at NC State now, offensive line coach. Okay. And then the last one, I'd say probably Coach Napier. He was really mellow when I met yeah. him. He was down to earth yeah. when we talked to him. So He must be – I mean, he had a very good recruiting class. Mm-hmm. And he must – be pretty good at it is what I'm thinking. He had the number nine class in the country, right? It's just strange. It's just hard for me when, it, it, like, to conceptualize when you got a kid who's a real high recruit and he's got his choice of a lot of places. Mm-hmm. That once you decide on somewhere, what could possibly change your mind? I, other than that, which wasn't it's money. Well, the mind changing and the flipping has been going on for a lot longer than the NIL has been around. Is what I mean. Steve I mean, Spurrier once told me something. <laughs> You know Steve Spurrier? Yes, sir. He Heard said, of him. go play college ball where you want to live the rest of your life. Because you, normally that's where you I see what up. you're doing here. It's very well played. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, that's normally how it works out. So, uh, yeah. do you have a number? And he also said, as long as it's not Miami or FSU. But I- yeah. Do you have a number demand? Does it matter to you what number you wear? What jersey number? Oh, no. Do you have a favorite number? 93. Is that but what I you wear at PV? No, I can't wear it for offensive line. Mm. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Did you play defensive line too? Yes, sir. And yeah. I mean, in middle school. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to assume that's not for Tabor Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for that guy over there. My dad. Pops. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, oh, I, I dad thought, played. Uh, I believe it. Dad's a big boy too. About me. Rutgers, right? Yeah. yeah. Rutgers. Were and you all, a lineman also? Yeah. Defensive yeah. side. And he also, I think he played. Did you play in the NFL or have a cup of coffee in the NFL? or? Yeah. What year did I you mean, graduate he got, Rutgers? He got in there. When? 95, yeah, so yeah. Were you on that? No, you know, no, that's 10 years before. <laughs> when I was a freshman at University of Florida, Rutgers came down, and Florida let them 28-7, and then uh, tied them. Tied them, 28 all. Rodney so Brewer. That would have been five or six years before you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, so here's what These we're going to do. These off-air they're, they're really good, by the way, for the listening audience. Oh, yeah. They like hearing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, after you commit and have your ceremony, then you'll come back in and we'll talk about what 
what happened, and we'll Perfect. talk about the kind of money that you're going to get. Of course. All right. Everything yeah. else is good. How's the basketball team? Yes, doing? sir. Uh, we're looking all right. I yeah. mean, we got some things we got to work on. Okay. In practice. Do you so. enjoy the hoops? Do you? Yeah, I enjoy. It's it. probably good for your footwork and things along those lines. Yeah, good for agility, explosiveness. Yeah. All the. Is there any part of a Rutgers guy that just can't stand Penn State that would let his kid go to Penn State? I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, We're working I'm, here. Well, I see what you're doing. This as we go. I see I, what you're doing. <laughs> I want the kid to go where he wants to go. It could be Texas, Florida, or the moon. But yes. I mean, a Rutgers guy will let his kid go to Penn State? Uh, Happy Valley's pretty Kid, you could go, but I'm not watching. Maybe I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it's great to see you. Yes, sir. Congratulations yeah, on much. everything. Good luck on everything. One last thing before we let you go. How, we'd be remiss. Tell me about your football team. What your, what what kind of – Pontevedra's competitive football team, man. You had you played a tough schedule. You had a lot of close games. Didn't go your way early, but I think you finished pretty well. But what are you thinking about for next year for your senior season? Um, we got some people that need to step up. Uh-huh. I mean, we got a lot of offensive linemen that need to step up. We have, mm-hmm. like, we have three, leave, uh, three seniors that are graduating, mm-hmm. so we'll have three new kids in there. And then – Obviously, we're going to have to have Ben Burke stand up uh, mm-hmm. at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then we got some receivers coming in. And then our defense looks pretty good for next year. How's, my, some... how's my guy Wyatt doing? Wyatt? Yeah, he, I love uh, Wyatt. Wyatt Rogers. Yeah, he gra- he graduated. I know. So he's doing good. He's doing good? Yes, sir. He's right. out. He made it out. Yep. He was a he was a, a, a flag football phenom. <laughs> uh, just a message, too, to you and all your friends. We're getting to that time of the year. We want to remind you all not to go shark fishing at all. We're just saying. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, don't do that this year. No, he let's, didn't. Let's stay out of the surf. Let's oh, no, Jake. <laughs> I'm just saying. In Jake. Case, in case they haven't got that reminder of it. He's Jake Warner. He's mm. offensive lineman. He's going to have his choice of colleges. It's an well, awesome. exciting, exciting time. Congratulations. Time Enjoy you. your senior right. year, hey, most Jake. importantly. And have your people contact my people. We're going to work go. on that Krispy Kreme and I always deal, all right? Yes. Sounds good. That donut oh, yeah. deal coming. Right. Yes, sir. Oh, I hear some pop quiz music. Yeah, I have. What a pop, do you got? I have a pop quiz for you. All right. It's a little bit more specific than our typical pop quizzes. Okay. Oh, oh we've been through this before. Uh, Doug Peterson is the ninth, mm-hmm. the ninth mm-hmm. head coach in Jaguars history. Okay. So I'm going to need you. Okay. In order. Okay. To give me by wins. I wins the Jaguars lineup. In other words, number one, so and so. You don't have to give me the number. That would be a little too hard. But I need of the nine of the now nine coaches, I need to know <clears throat> the order of total victories from top to bottom. And if you get a uh, there 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 will possibly be some ties and we'll just kind okay. of deal through that as we go. Now Jeffrey, what are you placing that over under at? I think that he can. Uh, no, I, I think. Um, I think you should get nine. I, I got. I'm not gonna lie. I think you should get nine. We haven't had that many. We haven't been around that long. Uh, if we think about I, it, I we... think you should be able to get them. There, there was one shocker to me in the list, though. So maybe. But it's it's got a bit of a safety net. I don't want to go. I don't want to say too much. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go. I'll with... explain when we get there. 
I'm gonna go with Tom first. Okay, you're saying Tom has the most. <laughs> that that's your answer, Dang. right? That's he's, what we're doing, right? He's setting me up, huh? You're saying Tom? Well, who could have as many as him? There's only one. Yeah. Six years. How long was Jack here? He's the only one that could have. Well, it's only yeah. I'm going Tom. I'm not gonna. I'll go Tom then Jack. Safety net slash. There's something they're, they're they have tied. the same. Yeah, tied. yeah. That's okay. why I said. But Coffin yeah. has Coffin was 68 and 60. Less games. 11 fewer games than wow. Jack. But Jack Terrell 68 and 71. I mean, yeah. we 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 measured Jack against Tom at the time. Yeah. But in hindsight, he's by a mile our second best coach. Yes. Not even close. So yes. yeah, Tom has 68. Jack has 68. So yeah, that's that's one and two combined. So. Still alive. You said Peterson has. We're giving nine. in the. Now we're dropping down to the low numbers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and based on it, do you have a pen? I do. I'm gonna have to play a little bit here. I got it. All right. Give me a second here. Right now, the coaches' names. Yes. Yeah, that's a good it's strategy. A, there's only only. There's this is the ninth, ninth coach. Because we're including, they're including in the totals are the, you know, we've had two interims in team history. Right. They, they oh, count. Oh, yeah. Okay. Put them at the bottom. Bevel got a win. He did. Well, I don't, I don't want to work from backwards. Okay, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hold on. Who am I forgetting? I can tell you who they are. You don't, just tell me. Marone, Bradley, Tucker, Malarkey, Bevel, Urban. Oh, Peterson. Peterson. Because I know, well, he already gave me Peterson. Okay. He's got nine. Okay, so now these one, two, three, four, five, six guys. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say Marone is. Marone is third with 23 victories, 20, with a yeah. sterling winning percentage of 348. Oof. We only have two coaches in team history who are above 500, and one of those is only coached a year. So, <laughs> that's what we're dealing with. Doug is not. Yeah. And Peterson's over 500 He's barely. Coffin was over 500. That's yeah, it. Over 500. Now. So, but Marone with 20. We're not going for winning percentage. Though. We're going for total wins. All right. 23 for Marone is third in franchise history. Okay. So Peterson has nine, but Gus had a lot of years of threes. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Gus was, he's the nicest man in the world, the worst head coach I've ever come across. He got to have at least 10 wins. Yes, he's ahead of, he's ahead, he's ahead of, of Doug. Doug. Gus. Yeah. Gus has 14. <laughs> 14, and four, 14 and 48, man. Oh, good Lord. Golly. 226 winning percentage. It should get easy from here. Yeah, it should. Wow. Well, I don't know. I mean, again, the, it's going to be hard, though, at, yeah. at, at the bottom a little bit. Bevel has one. Right. He's last. Right. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. He's okay. last. No one else has only one. Okay, well, good. Because and you that got means... Peterson after Gus, right? Uh-huh. You, you yes. don't have anyone between them, do okay, you? Okay, so that means that... You got those three guys. You're going to have to sort between them and, between. and and also identify if there's a safety net or not. You know what I'm saying? So well, between... we know Herbs has two. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Malarkey had two. Okay, you're correct. And then there's Mel But I don't Tucker. know what Mel Tucker had. Yeah, either. that's hard to I don't remember. know. In fairness, I'm going to say you won the game. Uh, Mel Tucker also has two. He's two and three. That's harder. I mean, how are you going to yeah, recall I care, that? I can't remember. I, I'm not going to... You know, or Malarkey and Urban were coaches for a whole year, or at least they were. Well, supposed I remember to be. Urban got we had three wins. Bevel got one of them, so he was. Yep. Two I came whatever. across this based based on a on a point of contention. Wait, so Doug is what all time? Yeah. Jags? Yeah, he's uh, fourth all fourth. time. No, fifth, fifth. But he will pass Doug, Gus Bradley by you know yeah. October next year, <laughs> and he'll pass Marone by 
maybe the end of next year, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Um, I brought this up because I was revisiting a, a, a real, like, crisis point in Jaguars franchise history compared to the Chiefs and what they've gone on to do since that point and what we've gone on to not do since that point. And I want to just kind of reset a little reminder that in 2013, the Jags and Chiefs both had a head coaching opening. They did it better. That and more when we return. It is a Catlin oh. Truck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. Yeah! All right. Welcome back. Uh, these are uh, rough estimates. Just By the to, way, I, to I got round numbers. Before yeah. you do that, let me keep it real. And let me keep it fair. I took one on the chin last night in our Lock It Law Lock of the Day. Oh. Oh, no. What happened? So, I played it over. Okay. And it was in college basketball. And so, mm. you know, we took it out. You know, I, I come on here and I brag, and so just keep it real. From the Texan Design by <laughs> Lifetime Enclosures, will anyone give – well, you also tend to bet games that people don't have any idea how good, powerful, or strong – you do because you've looked at it, but you were telling me last night you bet FAU Western Kentucky. Yeah. Took you back to your old Sunbelt roots when you're sitting you. courtside for Sports Channel. Um, from the Texan Design by Lifetime Enclosures, will anyone give Jack Tilry another chance to head coach? We do – you have to understand that he did get another chance. Yeah, the he, Raiders. Yeah, and he got screwed there too. Quite he took frankly. them to the postseason. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I probably not, but maybe. I mean, Lovey ended up back on his. Yeah. You know, he's staying in the league. He's staying as a coordinator. Yeah, he's so, in Washington. But, but I think we kind of can figure out what Jack Del Rio is. He is like a nine and eight kind of coach. Well, yeah, I think Jack's a good coach. I think he got screwed, but I don't think he'll get another chance. More so because of the things he has said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that people ain't gonna want that as the face of the franchise. Yeah, that, that, that died down pretty quick. Though. I know, but well, there's been more than one. There have. Yeah, I just I, remember the dust up line is yeah. the one that I thought was way overreacted to. Yeah. but whatever. They usually are. Yeah. Uh, he went to Oakland. He went seven and nine, twelve and four, and six and ten, and then he got fired for Gruden. He was twenty five and twenty three, and sixty eight and seventy one. So you're right. He's he's ninety three and ninety four as a coach, and one only one and three in the playoffs. So I don't know. I like Jack. Jack's a good dude. He was fine. Enjoyed dealing with Jack. All right. From uh, 2006, mm -hmm. understanding that the Chiefs were, even before the I, – I, look, it's, it's real quickly – it's real easy to quickly forget what a team was slash is. The Chiefs were the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Right? What the Chargers are now is what the Chiefs were for 40 years. They never won playoff games. They would go and they would lose. They would be a number one seed and they would give up home field. They never really made deep runs into the postseason. Their best coach after Hank Stram, who won a Super Bowl, was Marty Schottenheimer. He was 10 years in Kansas City. He won 160 games. He went to the playoffs 10 times and he was 3-7. and seven. You know, um, uh, Gunther Cunningham, no playoff appearances. Dick Vermeil went to... You know, who won a Super Bowl in L.A. They brought in, or in St. Louis, they brought Vermeil in. He went to one playoff in five years and lost that game. The Chiefs were perennial underachievers until this recent run. But in the years leading up to Andy Reid, starting in 06 up to 012, those seven seasons, mm -hmm. the Chiefs went 38 and 74. All right? The Jaguars in that same time, 
Similar type record. Both found themselves with an opening going into 2013. Yeah. And I haven't gotten many right through the years. You NFL, haven't gotten over this one. NFL teams get better quarterbacks happens to be one. But i got to be honest, if it hadn't like the staying power, I've never felt more strongly about it, or I felt very strongly, I should say, uh-huh. when that came open. That I tell you, whoever hires Andy Reid, it wins the offseason. Yeah. I remember saying that. Yeah. And the Jags, with their idiotic – game plan of Dave Caldwell going out and searching and finding the yum up and comer. What a dolt. He got scooped up quickly. What did, a t- uh, yeah. The, and, but, but my point being credit the chiefs and they certainly proved me right on that one. They've just from, they've gone to the playoffs every year. Yeah. I mean, he's been there eight years. He's been to eight playoffs. Uh, Andy Reed is 108 and 44 since he went to Kansas city. You know what the Jags coaches are in that same time? Including uh, Doug Peterson's nine wins this year. It's not going to be good, boys. 49 and 113. About the opposite. And also, just for comparison's sake, the Jags drafted number two in 2013. You remember who drafted number one? Yeah, that was the, uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs. But here's the one thing about that, and you're right about everything you've said, but the Chiefs also had like five yeah, they had, I think it was roster, three. I, I really looked at it, but yeah, but some of them were at the tail end of that. Like one was the DB who went on, um, got hurt, uh, had the cancer. I think Eric Reed is that his name? Eric Berry. Eric Berry. Yeah. So they they did have some Pro Bowlers, but if you look back at those names, they it wasn't um, you know JJ Watt and and Tom Brady, right? Andy Reid has two hundred forty seven career wins. He's three behind Tom Landry for fourth place all time. Belly has two ninety eight. Belly is still 30 dubs behind Shula. What is Shula's total number? 328. I'm not sure he gets them. How many? 30? Yeah. Yeah, he will. He coached five more years. He will? If you want to go get it, you can. Belly's 70, I think. Oh, no. It's not like he's. I'm telling you. I think he gets it. He's winning 10 a year, pretty much. Even on bad years. I mean, what did they win this year? Close to that? Nine games? Belichick will be 71. In April. Yeah, I don't know, man. You're 30 saying games? 71, 72, it's only 30. Only 30. Yeah. It's nothing. Okay, well, <laughs> nine. Get 17 a year okay, now. Nine wins next year. Yeah. Uh, uh, eight wins the year after. Ten wins the year after. He's got to come back for a fourth and, season. And win a game and be, and be there. Well, he's. You're this close, you go for it. Well, I mean, I'm not saying yeah, he's yeah. not. No. I think he wants to. I just. Yeah. Well, I thought the question was, will they get there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I could see Kraft saying, hey, Belly. We oh, got, boy, I can't. It's time. I think what Belly needs to do is 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 start treating it like it's real NFL again. You don't have to give the league a handicap. Like when you have an offensive coordinator opening, hiring somebody who's coached offense before might help. Name the third active coach with the most Tomlin's. Tomlin, Carroll, McCarthy, or Harbaugh? Um, Tomlin, Carroll, McCarthy, or Harbaugh? Oh, that's that's a that's a that's a, which what, one? What's has the a, number? One sixty-three. Yeah, I don't think McCarthy is to one sixty-three. I don't think. Uh, let's see. He's never had a losing year. How long has Tomlin been there? He's been there probably for what uh, uh, twelve seven? years? Oh, seven. Yeah, fifteen years. 15. So, no, he's not going to. He's probably uh, could be him. I'm gonna say Harbaugh. 
I talked him out of it. It I was Tomlin. Him out of it. I, I talked him out it of it. It was Tomlin. It was Tomlin. Yeah. 163, Carroll 161, McCarthy 155, Harbaugh 147. Yeah. All right there, huh? Yeah. They're all 16, 17, 20, and 25. All time? Yeah. And then you got to go down to Ronnie Rivera. 16, got 98. What's the 16 number? What number? Who? How That's many? Tomlin with 163. And the all time record is 328? Yeah. Half. Yeah, and like, there's no one else even anywhere close. No one will ever get that close because coaches make too much now and they burn out. Sean McVay would be the guy. But he makes so much money, he's never going to coach more than another couple of years. I don't Sean really McVay has 60 wins already. How old is he? Oh, 37, 37? maybe? Yeah. 47, 57, 67, 30 years. 10 wins a year, 300 wins, he'd, he'd blow by it. But, 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 but winning 10 a year, he, he I, won five this year. To circle back to, where's Andy Reid on the list? What does he have? He's fifth. And what, how many? 247. How old is he? He old. 247, so he's only, what, 80 away? I say only, but he's 80 away? He is 64. So when he's 70. Six more years. He's going to have 10 a year easy, maybe more. Probably, let's go 12 a year. You got Patrick Mahomes. Why yeah. would it, right? Yeah, 72 more wins. 72, what would that put him at? All right, let's see. He he's going to be there. He's going to be closer than Belichick when he's 70. 17. Yeah. That would give him 319 yeah. or 9 He'll wins He'll be away. closer than Belichick was at that age. And McVay will be 37 in a couple in a week or so. But McVay, McVay is a product of this young, oh, I'm burnt out, woe is me, give me all my money generation. He, he also has the money. Yeah, he ain't lasting. I don't think. Yeah, I gotta, I, yeah he ain't going to be one of those. McVay will go to the broadcast booth, which is where Brady should just haul ass as fast as he can this morning. <laughs> I mean, why go play for there? You can make $37.5 million calling games for five. Well, you know why. He's well, an addict. I, I guess he is. And like a he's lot, an addict. And like a lot of addicts, he's going to end up in a dire situation, and we're going to have to have an intervention uh, when he goes off and goes 10-7 and seven wherever he goes next year. Jeff, our one-to-one financial poll question of the day, which one of these must happen, must happen, for the Jags to win on Sunday in Kansas City? You got to score more points in there or no? No. Okay. It's the Baselli line. I respect it, and I won't use it. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, 350-plus yards. Doug Peterson, at least three for three on fourth downs. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Okay. ETN, 125-plus rushing. Okay. Or the Jags D, at least four sacks. Which one of these must happen? Oof. I don't know if any of them absolutely must happen, mm. but which of those most likely leads to a win? Yes, which one of these must happen? I'm torn between two. For the Jags to win on Sunday in Kansas. I'm torn between two. 900 votes in. I'm torn between two, but I, I believe if you have four sacks, it means you've got pretty constant harassment and pressure on Mahomes, which I think would go a long way. So I would go with that one. Jags D at least four sacks, forty-two point six. What was your other one? Etn, because ETN. it means you're again you're running the ball. Uh, top two, thirty point one. Here's what I think must happen. As I looked at the numbers yesterday from that first game, they okay. kicked our ass, offensive versus defense. It got way out. We ahead. gave them hundred and fifty-five yards rushing. That can't happen. Mahomes had like four touchdown passes. Didn't yes. He? Yeah. I mean, that, that, they lit us up. It was not as close as the score. No. But we did miss two field goals and got nothing out of the onside kick. If we make those two field goals, then it's 27 to uh, 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 23. That's fair. And if we got points out of that onside kick. We're I can right. rem- and I can remember talking about that the day after. Dougie you know? P said yesterday we got to score touchdowns. Well, that there, was obviously. part of the problem early in the year was just that, that kind of thing. But was you happening. must assume if that's his mindset. That on fourth down, we're going to be going. 
I do think this. I think the Jaguars are playing much better than they were then. 100%. Like this, this again, we said it going into the game the other day. Mm-hmm. And and we still, I don't think, have recognized it a much as much as we should these last couple of days. The defense, I don't know what the heck happened. Right. I don't know what they did. I, there's been no personnel changes. There's, mm-hmm. you know, they have changed. I think they were playing a little more 4-3 than 3-4 mm-hmm. than they were earlier, which means you do get some different personnel groups from the line. You know, we're seeing a lot more of Muma, Lloyd, and Aluakan on the field at the same time. We didn't see that at all The early. Chiefs in that game. But the defense is playing much better. They better be because the Chiefs in that game had 486 yards. They ran 62 plays. We had 315. We ran 61 plays. The Chiefs averaged 7.8 yards a play. And I don't remember any 80-yard plays that would skewer that number. I just think they kept getting chunks and chunks and chunks. And what killed us, though, I you cannot let them rush for 155. It's odd for me to no, say No, they're this, not a great running team But you've got to let Mahomes, you know, <laughs> you got to stop the run. You got to. You can't get, let let them chip in with one. If they chip in with 155, they also had this interesting number. And by the way, take note, Jag fan. They had no penalties that day. None. None. That was also the day that, that Cisco disconnected Juju Smith-Schuster from his body, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he had like two big hits. And that right? was a clean hit. Oof, uh, it was clean. Yep. You can say what you want, but it was clean. I mean, at the end of the day, Mahomes threw for— He also th- picked off uh, Mahomes. Mahomes threw for 330, four touchdowns, and with an interception at a 129 rating and 93 QBR. You've got to do better. Trev had a pretty good day as well. That was also Kadarius Tony's debut for the Chiefs. He got and, a tutty. And he had a touchdown. He also had 33 yards rushing, and he caught four balls for 57. We were two of two on fourth down that day. That's great. We've been pretty good on fourth down, but mm-hmm. when you go for on fourth down, it's desperate, right? Most of the time. Not sure how great the fourth down stat is. We got to, what's the magic number points-wise? 35 nah, to beat the Chiefs out in Kansas City? 30. What's the over-under on the game? Would you guess? Stand by. I think 30, though. I think we can hold them under yeah, that's a Yeah, if we can hold them under 30, we could win. I think you have to score 30. You have to um, score 30, okay. Yeah, we'll I score 31 against the Chargers. What a, uh, which would not have, 30 would have only gotten us to overtime, overtime right? Overtime. Uh, Jags, Chiefs, over under 52. Oh, I'd play the over. I would too. But, but. The line you, you is uh, eight and a half. Remains at eight and a half. The Jags are about the same dog as the Giants are at the Eagles. Boy, I think the Giants got something for the Eagles. Hit. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Although well, the Eagles blew. I think the Eagles are sort of trending. But the Giants, and maybe it's unfair because remember Hertz the Giants, has been out. Remember Giants sat everyone that game though? The Eagles yeah. played guys and the Giants did it. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I think it's. Uh, boy, I, I tell you the one. I. Did I say this on the air the other day? Or, or, or No, I don't think I did, but I've said it before, and I think you know this. When you get older as a sports fan, and you, so you have all these rivalries that you watch, but you're not a fan of either, do you, do you flip-flop? What do you mean? Do I flip-flop on what the big rivalries are? Who no, I root who for? Who you root for. Yeah. I do. Yeah, me too. I flip-flop. Yeah, I do, too. on the story yeah. and yeah, all I do that. Too. Like, there yeah. was a time where I rooted, like as a kid, I rooted, always rooted for Michigan over Ohio State. And it wasn't when Urban was there, but there was a time where I rooted for Ohio State. And then I find myself back rooting for Michigan. Yeah, Whether no, it's I a do. player on for the sure. team or something like right. that. So I'll story. give you another one. I'm going to root, and this is, I don't know, maybe it's because of what I said with you with Brock Purdy. I'm going to root for Dallas. Maybe it's because just Dallas getting, but I'm going to root for Dallas over San Francisco. Really? Yeah. San Francisco's an odd one for me. Because and I've gone that's back what, and forth San, on that San Francisco's an odd one because that's a team that I never rooted for and I didn't even like 
growing up, but I find myself rooting for but them. But I'm not a big Shani Lynch guy. So maybe that's why I would, they annoy me. I will because they come off as we're smarter than you. It bothers you. me. That's fair. Yeah. I'll I'll root for the 49ers over the Cowboys. You will. Okay. I don't I, like, I like the Cowboys. The Cowboys can yeah. GTH. And to I me. get that. Yeah. I like uh, Brock. So I but I but like at, watching you just sit there and you just sit there and did a five minute thing on how you like McCarthy. And I like McCarthy. Yeah, and I like Dak. So I kind of you know, I like Dak. You know, to your point, I don't dislike the Cowboys <laughs> as much as I used to. You dislike but the yeah, logo, yeah, but and I, Jerry. Well, yeah. I would understand. I mean, just here's the thing, though. Here's what you're appealing to to me. I hated the Cowboys and the 49ers my whole life. I don't like good teams. Right now that I'm older, I kind of appreciate the good teams more, and I don't automatically root against them. Like, like when I was little, you, it was an automatic root against yeah. Steelers, Raiders, Rams, Niners, all of them. I rooted for the Broncos even, or whoever was. I'll give the, you a couple other ones like Army Navy. I always used to root for Navy. Got to know Doc. I well, root for Army. No, that there's a reason for that because uh, my my grandfather was a Navy. Yeah. So I, we my rooted dad was for Navy. Navy. We wrote yeah. we rooted for Navy, but yeah, we didn't with go Doc, to the Naval Academy. Not even a Navy guy. Yeah, right. Same with me. Um, uh, Duke, North Carolina. I flip flopped on that through the years. Nope. I used to root for Duke. I got Shashevsky started to bug me. Why? So that, that blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like uh, I like the coach. I like their run last year. I kind of like North Carolina. It's weird. He, he, I do. I, I do. Yeah. To your point, I, I, I flip flop. I'm I a guess, flip flop guy when it doesn't matter to me. I guess I haven't categor- you know? I haven't noticed and categorized it as much. But as you say it, yeah, I think we all do that. Yeah. Over the when you're as old as we are. Yeah. Because I flip flop too on North Carolina Duke. Sometimes I'm for Duke. Sometimes I'm for North Carolina. It even usually, even golfers. Like last year, I was pulling for North Carolina to beat him again in, yeah. the, in the deal. Whereas yeah. normally, yeah. There's another one for you, Jeff. Like before this year, did you root for the Lions? No, I, I grew. They grew on me through yeah. through the this, hard knocks. Right. Yeah. But I've always kind of the Lions are a team that's in my sweet spot because they're bad. I uh-huh. have a. I I've never rooted for the good teams. I'm always rooting for the underdog to step up. Like uh, the Lions can't play anyone in the playoffs that I wouldn't pull for the Lions. There's yeah. no one unless you're playing the Jags or the I guess the Falcons. Even it was a funny bit. I'll share it with you, and we'll go to break. Uh, one of the morning guys in New York is a Vikings fan. I don't know why. And so on Friday, he did his pick, and he all week long, he was poor-mouthing and saying he was going to pick the Giants. And then he went crazy on Friday, and he brought in his Viking gear, and he grew up as a Viking fan. And he's on with Boomer. And so okay. he comes back. And now the boys on Monday are just oh, sure. killing him, 100%. and rightfully so. Yeah. And he's like, you know, yeah, to the cra- – but the funny part was when he started to get into where he watched the game and how he watched the game. And so he goes, ah! And he's really, he's getting fired up, and Boomer's just giggling at him, just giggling. And he's he's venting like we do, like after a Mets-Braves game or whatever. And he starts, ah! And my, my mother-in-law wanted to come over, and we had tacos! And I'm, <laughs> Boomer's like, you're watching the game? Yeah! And the taco, and, and mom said, oh! And then my mom, who I made a Vikings fan, she said, I want to watch the game with you, Gio. I said, come on over, Mom. And we're watching the game all as a family. And my mother-in-law says, ah, these tacos are really good. Not now, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. That's a, a Vikings fan would be, would be bad. Yeah. That's another team. Vikings that I, are our cursed franchise. The Vikings are, an, well, uh, Vikings are another one that I, I, I never root for them. 
the see, I've some, gone up and down with See, them. there's something about the Vikings. I've never liked them through the whole de- – although I would have rooted for him. But with- he's much younger, and he's already flip-flopping. So I think if the game doesn't quite matter to you, you just, you're not – because I'm not a fan you of You find a reason sometimes. There's a player. Yes. There's yes. a player on a team you, you like. like. Or a story. Guy. Yes. Or a yes. storyline. You're tighter than winning, or you want them to win, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you guys ready for? The- I'll give you one more. Yeah, Buffalo, Miami. I flip flopped on that. Yeah, in my life. Yeah, I lived too. in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> but I. You know. Yeah, me too. And to me, it's always been defined by who the better team. I almost exclusively root for the underdog. Yeah, like, you've said that. If I look yeah. at the games this weekend, yeah. you will find me pulling almost exclusively yeah. for the team that's the underdog. Not every case. I yeah. I definitely gravitate more to Niners than Cowboys these yeah. days. But let's be clear. I don't really like any of them very well, much. What about Buffalo, Cincinnati? I'll root for Buffalo. Yeah, and they're the favorite, though. Yeah, yeah. I think they'd be the favorite. I don't DeMar, consider them a does flavor. Does DeMar have something to do with that? Like, no, no. no? I've got good friends that are Buffalo He's fans. He's rooting for Buffalo, yeah. Tom. Yeah, I got a good friend yeah. who's a Buffalo fan, and my God, just to watch him through the years. <laughs> you forget the Buffalo went from 99 Music I don't City find, Miracle. I don't find you rooting for the Mets ever. <laughs> well, that's true. Ah, that's, yeah, and nor I will guess I. Where they, yeah. That tells you where you yeah, rank right there, E. I got a good friend who's yeah, a Buffalo I fan. I, I feel for him. However you want to. Yeah, ent- like he's been through yeah. worse than me. However, I think not, Buffalo Tom. Yeah, I, I imagine that if uh, if I were mm-hmm. if, That's I, right. if I were a Dolphins fan or a Patriots fan, I imagine I would also not root for Buffalo Tom. So settle down over there. <laughs> I have a Shazam spotlight. Of, you guys, Keyshawn Johnson guys or no? No. It depends uh, on the day. Yeah, I'm going to send you right now. I, the, is it the ranking? He's a dumbest A of all the dumb A's in dumb A-ville and dumb A-land actually, in the country of dumb A. I actually heard some of this. Are uh, you talking about the ranking yeah, of the quarterbacks? Here's, here's Keith, the playoff yeah, guys. Uh, Shazam Spotlight, brought to you by yeah, ShazamOno.com. And my yeah. man Dale Murray, who's yeah. not Keyshawn, he's yeah. like good and professional and yeah. real. Yeah. He is just a DB, man. You're just a DB, bro. Not a yeah. defensive back. Key's real rankings, the top remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs, okay? Yeah. One to eight. Yeah, I know he's eight. Mahomes, okay. Allen, okay. Burrow, okay. Yeah. But Dak, four. Jalen, five. Daniel Jones, six. Brock Purdy's Trevor Lawrence, eight. Yeah, nah, bro. You're Listen, an idiot. How do you have a show, bro? Listen, this is the national guys are national guys for a variety of reasons. But I'm going to tell you this here in Jacksonville, FLA. Uh, I'm just going to tell you this straight up. Straight up now, tell me. The the show that is on nationally on ESPN in the morning against our show. It's awful. If, yeah. if, if, e, if you did the trivia game just on national sports, right. and it's just me and Jeff against those three, we would shut their ass out. They don't know no, sports no, no, like we right. know sports. They don't. I'm just telling you. I'm not trying to be whatever. This guy, uh, uh, Max, Max Keller, he comes Keller. on with some incredible, you know, and this is before Daniel Jones, who had a great game, and I'm taking nothing away from him. He did ball. Yes. But he wanted, he, he's better than Dak, according to Max. Daniel Jones is. And then Keyshawn will come in with Trevor's eighth, and then Jay Will will sit there and go, I don't hey, what you don't know nothing about no football. How do you put no. Trevor Lawrence behind Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones, yeah. even Dak Prescott? Yeah. What are you doing, yeah. dude? You can't do that. What Keyshawn's you just can. such an ass. He always has been. I've never liked that guy. He is the biggest DB in sports. I didn't. And like He has him. been for a lot of years. I didn't like him when he threw me the damn ball like you're anything. Yeah. I didn't like him. He was the number one pick, and he never lived up to it. Yet somehow never took any criticism. I didn't like, I didn't like him when he beat us in the playoffs. Was. That's what I didn't. Like. <laughs> but this one is uh, we gotta go to break. Me over the top. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, so just a word 
I don't know. I don't know if wisdom is the right. Just a word of experience from two grizzled travel veterans when uh-huh. it comes to the Jags and going to you know parts all unknown all over the country and either following them for recreational reasons or as has been the case for us a number of times you know for for professional reasons right uh-huh and of all the all the gin joints in the world no of all the places that we've gone and stopped and stayed I thought we had one of our more unique experiences in the fine city of Kansas City many moons ago so I'm just going to tell you this if you happen to get a I know Ubers are the rage now, so the game has changed. But if you happen to get a cab out there in in Kansas City to take you from point A to point B, <clears throat> I would suggest um, not doing so if you have children. If you do have children, put earmuffs on them. They've got the cussingest, swearingest ca- uh, cab drivers out there. We one time got a cab in in Kansas City. Dan, I, what, Norm Kaz probably, K-Gun, Kaminsky, maybe the three of us. <laughs> And buddy, we got a cab driver who's just his 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 just resting vocabulary was full of curse words, and I mean the once he green lighted it though, bit, the all of them. The boys decided to have some fun, yeah. and we gave it right back. Yeah, so yeah. it was a cab full of just like I'm just saying this cab, like, hey, what are you effing guys doing here? Or, yeah. You know, we're yeah. uh, that, just normal, and so finally we're just like giggling at this guy. And by the way, <laughs> in fairness too, this is like twenty something years ago. You know, cussing out loud wasn't what it is now. Correct. I mean, now you go anywhere and it's just, just you hear it everywhere. There was still a little more civil back then. So, I mean, there was some shock value when this guy's just rattling off like the seven deadliest cuss words you know, freely. But to Hicken's point, so we're like, first we're chuckling and now we're like, okay, so we'll just give it back. And, and we made it our duty to put the worst curse words in just average conversation. This dude didn't bat an eye. We were Not speaking his language. Yeah, he loved it. But just like using curse words where they're unnecessary, right? Just, just, and yeah, like I said, he barely even noticed. So if you are going to Kansas City for the game, yes, you know, just you know, be careful with those cab drivers. If you get a cab, hey, they were they were some profane so and sos. Can I ask a question? A uh, sports question? Sure. Where did has the Cormani McLean kid? He's going to, to Colorado, isn't he? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just curious. Okay, like I thought he was going to announce. Like January, okay. Two I I have lost, I couldn't be less in, interested in Cormani McClain. I couldn't either, but I'm just well. He's not going to Florida, so he was expected to make an announcement on Sunday, January fifteenth. No announcement was made. So a couple days ago. So he still hasn't signed. So I'm just curious what what the plan is, and is he just waiting to get more money? I I maybe. And again, Joe, you. I'm not saying that, but I I am saying. Well, I think that. Miami is is. He did re- go to Boulder. I know he went to visit. I, I think Miami has resigned to the fact they're not getting him either. I don't think so. I you, think they think. You they, think they are? I don't know. I've just been crazy. I don't know. I, just, I know he went to Colorado. I got down the wormhole yesterday because the the Gators have another transfer. So I you know right. Googled him to see what he was all about. And He's during a guy. The, during the course of that, I got into that Cormani McLean, and so I mean, it's dangerous to kind of read the message board as what the oh, yeah. overall thought is of the fan base, but it seemed like they were kind of reserved to the fact that he wasn't going to come to Miami. Do you think he's going to Miami? I don't. Why do you wait all this time? Well, unless they're, what, adding a couple of zeros. More money? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't <clears throat> know. Well, I don't know where he's going. I, I just was curious if there was Florida did a add an offensive made. lineman from Bama yesterday, a tackle. Yeah. 
You know, he hadn't played a ton, but he's played some there. He's got 12 starts, I think, in his career. I would say 12 starts at Bama equals like 40 he starts only has at Florida. Three starts. Was it three? Played but 12 he's played, games, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's He's what a it big is. dude, though. Yeah. Played more his first year than his second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did add like a, a legitimate offensive line prospect from what? Baylor last week? Mm-hmm. So they're trying. They're giving you bodies. I don't think they're giving you anything exceptional. I'm curious about Dion's kid because I think he's pretty good. And I think they're starting to project him as a, you know, I don't know size, I don't know anything about him. And we'll see how he's able to do at Colorado. It'll be, well, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's somebody has just sent the Seinfeld um, episode where the guys from Houston are cussing with George. Oh, yeah. Said that's, oh, our, that's, that's it. Our, that's that our was cab it. ride, yeah. All right, let's make the turn for home. We'll do that when we come back right here on The Drill. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, good morning, Tone. Big show today. I got logs in, and he just told me he's got some good stuff, good material coming your way. It gave us a coming up after the break conversation. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Uh, It's uh, it's wild that we'd have good things to talk about coming out of that game on Saturday night. My goodness. Would logs if 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 we weren't in the still alive in the postseason? Would logs is check the tape Tuesday have been wrapped up by now? Like when? How long? No, no, no. We we'll go to the week after they get done playing. Yeah. You but, know, I mean, if we had not made the playoffs, would he be done? generally come in through the Super Bowl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Logs, what was the biggest comeback? Do you remember the biggest comeback you ever had as a player in a game? <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't happen that often. I was no. wondering if you could probably a Jag no. game. Probably yeah. one somewhere. So, some incredible stuff. Well, good. We'll get we'll get right to it. We'll let you go. Uh, uh, check the tape Tuesday. Uh, Mike, Tony, and Logs ready to roll here on Jaguars today. So, uh, thank you, Tone. We're thank done you. here, and uh, we'll see you on Hump Day Wednesday. All right. It's been a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. See you tomorrow.